Welcome to Bad Counsel, where Greg, Tim, Katie, and Bert freely give advice to their listeners' questions. Now, let's be clear. These four are in no way qualified to be giving any advice. So, take it or leave it. Consider that your disclaimer. Now, on with the show. What do you mean it's been a week? It's been a day. Last it's week. Monday. This, oh, no, oh, well, that's true. Week been, you know, I was dog sitting all three of those monsters and the bird and the turtle with a oh. special diet and and yeah. A turtle <laughs> with a special diet? Yeah, the, and the dogs don't sleep on a regular schedule. My mom says stuff like, oh. I don't know why they get up every night at three. I mean, I let them out every oh. night at three. And like that's why they get up. That's like behavioral <laughs> reinforcement. You you let them out the door every night at three. All did, right. Did, what what yeah. was the bird like? Was it hard to deal with? She's she's it's actually her bird. Yeah, she's actually the least. It was originally my bird. Um, she's the least behavioral issue, bird. except for the screaming that starts oh. at like six a.m. Oh. <laughs> I hate yeah, that crack bird. of dawn, crack of dawn. But the dogs have already woken me by then, so who cares? Likes to bite people. Those little Oof, yeah, I had, a, very I, had a fr- I had a friend who was trying to breed birds, and oh my god, mm. I spent one night at his house and never again. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah. We had a parrot. Who would never own a bird when I was growing up. And, oh yeah, uh, I hated that, that parrot. Too. I fucking hated that goddamn thing. I, mean, was, <laughs> like, I felt bad for it. Like my my. Uh, oh god, I'm having a flashback. I guess my my um, stepmom's dad had a bookstore and it had a parrot there and it closed, so she mm. kind of inherited it after it closed. And man, what was the thing that thing? Popeye? I forget Popeye. Yeah, how the fuck do you remember that? Holy shit! <laughs> but, uh, right. <laughs> but it was like, first of all, it was it was like paranoid because it had kids poking at it through the cage its whole life, right? And it would just as soon as the sun came up every morning, it would just start screaming, right? And and you know, you're, I'm in fucking high school. I'm in, in the summertime. I didn't get up till like noon, you know, and I get yeah. and I didn't want to get up till noon. I had this fucking parrot was screaming at seven a.m. I, I remember at least once, and it was probably more than once. Um, that thing. I don't know if you did it to just a. Uh, be you like open up the cage door and then like flew around the room a little bit i was like fuck you know like <laughs> get that fucking thing away from me yeah maybe, shitting uh, all over the place let it out i mean it was it was i felt bad for it but it was not uh it did not i mean I hated pain in the ass i yeah. hate birds, birds. They're, they're a little scary the biting is say, not cool and then they live forever like fuck you or anything like that well i mean the thing about birds is you know i feel pretty confident that maybe besides an ostrich or an emu uh, maybe an eagle or a vulture i could take most birds in a fight you know yeah you like, can like, like, like right. stupid bird like a couple of times i, I, I it gets near me or i once or twice held it and it bit me immediately and i just was like <laughs> you know i could literally crush the life out of you with no more strength than it takes to open up a bag of chips you're just lucky i have such restraint <laughs> so you're, Great, you're, you're trying to have a conversation with the bird is that what i'm hearing i hate that bird anyway <laughs> right <laughs> And they just live for so long. Like that they bird's going to be around forever. when we die. That bird's going to still be here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like something like like um, Winston Churchill's birds didn't die till like after 2000 or something like that. Oh, my God. And they would sit around and say shit like, fuck Hitler. 
Which <laughs> <laughs> is pretty awesome, right? But yeah, uh, yeah they, they, they don't die. That's wild. I had an uncle with the same trajectory. Exactly, yes. So... <laughs> Well, I, 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 all right. I was gonna give you shit about being a diva, Katie, but now I feel bad for you, so that doesn't work. No, like I'm, you know, my Apple Watch tracks sleep, and there wasn't a night that I got the. I think the longest night's sleep was four hours and twenty Ooh, minutes. That's and yeah, that every sucks. day I would go into work, and, and my assistant would say, "What'd you get last night?" And I'd be like, four hours and nine <laughs> minutes." <laughs> so sad. Like, I was like crying at the drop of a hat. Anything went wrong, I just oh, in tears. Not sleeping put, can, can put you in a bad emo, a bad mood oh, yeah. really it was, easily. It right? was super awful. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I mean, I was having like panic attacks, and I'm like, "What's happening?" I'm like, "Sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation is a bitch, man. It's torturous. I get why they use that as a form of torture. It really was. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, and I then I was starting, you know, looking how how much Benadryl can you give a dog. <laughs> you got a really dose of my body. Him. You got a dose of my body weight, man. You got to be careful. They can't give him yeah. like a whole Benadryl, right? You and then, no, I gave him all whole Benadryl. Says the chemist. Oh my god, did you really? And yeah, I mean the max they should have was like twenty milligrams, and those Benadryls are twenty five. How bad could that be? An extra exactly. five? <laughs> extra it's fine. Five. It's their time. Fine. It's their time. Yeah, Take. I mean they, they run around. It's up to God. Fast. <laughs> That's how right. I was thinking on it. They, and they were still up in the middle of the night, you know? And then there's an alligator in my mom's backyard that is, they were they've tweaking. never had an alligator in their lake. And this alligator appeared while I've been there. Wow. So, how big was it? Was it like I can't, scary? I thing? can't see it at night. I can only hear that horrible, like, rattly, hissy sound that it makes oh. the mating call. And you can see its eyes out in the lake, which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And then all the dogs, of course, want to go down to the lake to check it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's four in the morning. It's dark. I'm freaking out. I don't know this alligator has been there before. I mean, the first I heard was a sound, and I know that sound well. And I start <clears throat> trying to get the dogs to come back to me. I'm right. calling them. And I, and I don't want to be that idiot that, you know, tries to save a dog from a gator. And yeah, no way. No, like, no, no, I'm no, not no. going to be It was only person. 20 miles or less than that happened here, that old lady. Yeah, that 80-year-old lady. I, I'm not going to be that lady. So I'm like, come on, dogs. But as I'm saying it, I'm moving back towards the house. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Like, I'm not getting eaten. <clears throat> yeah. And then I couldn't did figure I, out which I one you guys I wouldn't the- miss. <laughs> Did I send you guys the picture of the big fucking rattlesnake I saw when I was out mountain biking no. this yes. weekend? But what'd you call it? You called it something funny. You called it like a... Oh, Danger Noodle. Danger Noodle. <laughs> danger. That's danger Noodle. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> so what That's the fuck funny. Did you tell? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Snake. Yeah, man. Snake. It was actually pretty. It was big. It was a big fucking rattlesnake, but it was like, it was just like sunning itself on the road, right? But, you, uh, you up in the hills in Maryland? Yeah, it was just up in the, like, the ridge by my house. It was like on yeah. a, it was like on a dirt road. But, uh, yeah, they're That's scary, man. Cool. The last thought before you die. Ooh, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they wouldn't even die. You just, like, lose a limb, <laughs> right? Danger noodle. That, yes. That would suck. Oh, oh, hey, I wanted to give. Oh, sorry, Tim. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys an update. Uh, you know the picture I sent you of the gentleman with his nuts hanging out of his sweatpants? Yeah. He's dead. He's still alive, he's and he's still sitting room. on a bench. Well. <laughs> he's in my bedroom right now. Well, he's with my wife. We'll come, he'll come down later. Uh, but he was on the bench. This time he was awake, but nuts still draped out all over the place. Right, People were sitting sweatpants? next to him. Same exact sweatpants. Oh. I looked over. I was like, 
are you freaking kidding me? And, you know, he's, and, and somebody was sitting next to him. I don't know if they could tell his balls were hanging out, but it's they like, have a oh, nose? my God. Oh. Maybe that's his shtick, man. Maybe he's into that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He probably pulls, <laughs> yeah, he's, pulls just, a lot of tail that way. Yeah. Yeah, like our listener last week likes to dress up like a baby. This guy likes to uh, sit around his balls hanging out. Yeah. Maybe it's people come by and give him a tickle or something. I don't know. He just, loved the ball Scott. They're there. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, speaking of, of your life, uh, so we know that you were in training last week. Yes. And we get a text from you, right? So there's a couple of things. Number one, telling <laughs> people unpack. that you're on this <laughs> podcast, right? Oh, yeah. I, my sense is that's a career-limiting move, not a you know career-accelerating move. But that's really interesting, so I'd really like to know what the situation was like and how it came up, and also how you described Greg. Those would be good things for me to know. <laughs> Number two, what the fuck are you drinking at one o'clock in the afternoon on day three of your training? You sent us a text at one in the afternoon saying, I can't. I talked about the podcast. We were having drinks. Oh, I'd have to look back at my text. I said at one o'clock. Yeah, no, we weren't drinking at one. Oh, well, that was actually noon your time. Yeah, and I don't mean to. Right. Oh, I do remember the text now. Uh, that was called the bullshit text. I wasn't uh, doing any of that. Oh, you you were giving me shit for not listening to the podcast. You oh, was like, yeah. what? I'm down there having drinks promoting the podcast. Oh, oh, okay. I, I was. I think I was eating lunch at that time. I don't remember what I was doing. But I, I, you know, <laughs> no, Mike, we're just that was a lie. Each other better, and and I yes. thought last week I heard. Okay, Mike's going to training. He's taking it seriously. Uh, he's at training. I I didn't hear like trepidation in your voice, but I heard like, Hey, this is serious, you know? And then two <laughs> days later, it's like, I'm having drinks, you know? Telling everybody <laughs> podcast. Like, wow. Okay. So you weren't yeah. drinking in the middle of the day. All right. So I was uh, not, but I do have a cool thing that happened that I know you guys will love. Oh yeah. Okay. Before you oh, I ran into cool thing oh, that happened yes. before you tell us, how yes. did you describe our podcast to your co-workers Oh, I, well, as I was just saying, I kind of made that part up. Oh, he didn't. Thank God. Oh, I didn't oh, tell anybody about the, oh, <laughs> the, 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 the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. The drinking, the podcast. Oh. I wasn't even in Chicago, to be honest with you. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was in his basement. <laughs> it, it's, it slipped I just, out in my I changed environment. the background. Once he or twice. Have a job. <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately... I've told people, Katie told somebody at President's Club when we were there, I was like, oh, and I gave her, like, death stare, like, and, and I was like, okay, now listen, let me tell you, it's comedy. You know, I'm not that person in real life. It's comedy. Yes, yeah. I'm in touch with some of those things mentally, but it's not really what I think. But uh, please, please keep this to yourself, because we work with so many young, woke people yeah, that yeah, I could just see them somebody getting annoyed with me. Hard to believe. Yeah, and like you know, turning me into HR. You know. Yeah, so I'm sorry, Tim. I actually am kind of afraid to tell people. Not afraid, but that's yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. yeah, all right. If you're not afraid to tell people, Good. then you're not doing your job, right? I mean, really, right? That's, that's, exactly. Right. This show is not. Yeah, this show is has nothing to do with. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, I never, I never lift the veil at work ever. Right. Mm -hmm. You just can't. Right. No. Yeah. I know when my company, when they drug test, they actually don't test for marijuana, but mm. I wouldn't want them to hear the amount that I smoked yeah. that I mentioned on the show. <laughs> <laughs> my defense Although, is my, like, like my, you know, in a case of emergency break classes, I'm going to tell people it's a scripted show. We write it all out. We're playing characters. Yes, the characters have our name, but it's like a Jackie Gleason show. It's all scripted, we, you know. 
We're just trying to make it look as real as possible. Which, actually, I just so you guys know, I can actually now get the transcript of the show. Mm. Which, if you that really want so to read cool. something pretty yeah, funny, oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty fucking hilarious. Well, Microsoft, there's there's like Microsoft Teams will do that. Will, will Slack do that? Like if you could, if you have a uh, if you're having a meeting on Teams, you can get it to translate the meeting for it, you. It will, or but not translate, it, but take it, give a transcript. I haven't seen theirs. What the the thing about this one is really good is it it. It doesn't have to like guess who's speaking. It knows exactly who's saying what, right? So Bert oh, says wow. something. It says Bert, you know. Yeah. Mike says something. It says Mike. So, um, but it, I don't know. It, it they're pretty long. These are long shows. Well, yeah, I would yeah. imagine. But uh, you were going to say something, and I interrupted you, only to find out it was a ruse, uh, <laughs> and you actually weren't <laughs> drinking or talking about the show. No, but um, at the hotel I stayed at, of course, I didn't recognize him. I'm not a huge baseball guy, but Joe Girardi was there. Oh, really? And he walked by and he, he was talking to us for a few minutes, bumping a few fists and just seemed like a nice guy. And as he was walking away, um, and like I said, I don't know baseball, so I know I, I didn't say anything to him. But the guy next to me, who's from Philly, said, hey, Joe, I'm a Phillies fan, but I love you anyway. And yeah. as he said, Philly. Joe turned around and started walking away from him. <laughs> I just started laughing. He goes, yeah, he didn't do very well in Philly, so he didn't want to hear that. <laughs> but he just turned right around. <laughs> I love it. Do you guys think that the after work edible or after work for spliff is ever going to replace the after work drink and for like for for acceptable decorum in professional settings? Yes, it has for me. And that's one nice thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's one nice thing about the company that I work for. Uh, It's pretty liberal with that sort of thing. Now, you know, I I have a medical condition. That's why a doctor wrote me a prescription for my marijuana. You know, but, um, yeah, people are pretty open about it, my company. Um, You know, the leader, the leadership, and, you know, I talk about it. That's interesting. uh, Yeah, it's very acceptable. Yeah, no, no. Wow. I, mean, I think there's a lot. Obviously, there's a lot of people that do right where I work, but it's not. It's not. It's not definitely not normalized. Mm. Right. Which, whatever. I mean, yeah. my yeah. behavior actually hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't. I Probably don't improved even. your behavior. <laughs> well, that could, likely. <laughs> <laughs> I am super vanilla at work. I am. Mm-hmm. I am aggressively vanilla. Like I am very. Well within the lines, all over. So, uh, what is aggressively vanilla? Just aggressive. so it's, boring. Yes, like, t- like Tim once gave me that direction when he was my supervisor. Did he? He's like, you know what, man, I love your comedy. I love your humor. You're a really funny guy. But let me let me tell you, I, I need you to like tone it down a little bit at meetings. <laughs> you know, I, I need you to just your your humor around coworkers and in mixed company. I need it to be like you know vanilla. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> It's like, what a dick. <laughs> it's like uh, extra, extra medium. Yeah, extra medium. Exactly. So. I was just trying to protect you, buddy. Like, I was saying so, some pretty I've crazy so, things at meetings. Yeah, and so many people just get... Well, caught. telling people to fuck off and shove that up their no, ass. No, That's like, a little low in the line. jokes, like right. comedy, like, you know, icebreakers. You know, uh, we were at a, I think I told the story. We were at a dinner with coworkers, some of whom I knew, and that's I was trying to make them laugh. But others I didn't know so well, and they were like, so, uh, you know, uh, tell us a little something about you, Greg, that nobody knows. And I was like, something like, well, I can't get an erection unless I kill a drifter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, some people roared with laughter. Others were just like, uh-huh, okay. So are you saying that it's... Yeah. If any one of you had an employee, you wouldn't kind of pull that employee aside and say, "Uh, yes, you might want to keep that joke 
That was probably the, the night you did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that they, sounds like it would be the night. So what was your line, Tim? Like uh, killing, like erections or killing or like murdering people? What was that? I think uh, both of those uh, are well outside twice. the lines. Yes, I think you, so. You rang the bell twice in one joke. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's I would just, you know, I risk- spent a summer abroad. Uh, I can't get erections unless I kill drifters. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a risk mitigation strategy, right? Yeah. You, you, there's no risk in being incredibly boring, in incredibly unsexy just do your thing right it's uh it's aimed at me that, that naturally <laughs> contravenes humor though i mean humor isn't funny unless it's ed- unless it's like uh, yeah. unless it's edgy in some regard or else it wouldn't be right. fucking funny i yeah. agree with that it's, but the yeah. point was of course yeah. you're here to work you're not here to, <laughs> here to do work. your comedy you know I unless you can do both that. i didn't say that how long were you logged in today we're gonna check <laughs> on, on my LinkedIn profile, I changed my pronouns to uh, oh God. he, him, yins. <laughs> so I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how that would be interpreted, right? But whatever. <laughs> I'm not looking be, for a job yeah, anyway, maybe so that, fuck Maybe it. that might yeah. trigger somebody. Speaking of triggering, yeah. did you guys see uh, what Jonah Hill's been doing to his uh, ex-girlfriend? Did you see that? Was she published? The- I caught some of it, yeah. Can I just say she started that? I saw something those, about it. What, posting those yeah. conversations. She. What, what I do mean, you mean they, she were, they were broken up for like a year, and then she started posting those text conversations. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. That. I didn't really read much into it. So yeah. basically, what he did, what it was, was he was using uh, the 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 language of therapy to basically control her. Right. So he would say, you know, it triggers some me demands. Yeah. when you are, you know, you put Instagram pictures up in a bikini. Uh, well, she's a fucking pro surfer. Like, how, how is she right. not supposed to have oh, an Instagram that shows her in a uh, a bikini? Right. Well, and they were doomed like, from that point on, though, Tim, because no way Jonah Hill should be dating a pro athlete <laughs> right. of any kind. You, you know what I mean? Well, they have a lot in common, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, it was, it, like I said, it'd be like mm. John Candy dating, you know, Dorothy Hamill. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's just, it's not, you know, Jonah Hill, despite his nutritionists and his chefs, uh, he's a fat kid. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I'm a fat guy, you know, but uh, he's he's just he'll never overcome being that fat kid. And he's angry. He's angry at pretty girls because he was overlooked or he was insulted or he was a laughingstock. And no matter how famous or wealthy or fit he gets, he's always going to be that fat kid inside who is angry at the pretty girls. <laughs> And it's probably those social media posts that attracted him to her in the first place. Of course. Right. Right. He's telling her to take those down. It wasn't his interest in surfing, that's for sure. (laughs) He's a surfer, though. He still surfs. Oh, is he really? surfing all the time. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did not know that. And he's pretty He's a surfer like Paul Newman was a race car driver. He's actually (laughs) a really good surfer. He did did like a documentary talking about his therapist and and I watched it and it was it was really it was interesting and I thought wow this guy is really Jonah Hill is like he must mm. he's enlightened he's he's growing right and then I see just how he's using these terms and he's he's it's just a, I I thought it was horrible I I was just like Jesus Christ you know <laughs> douches are going to douche right I think uh Bert's douche is going to douche Brian Wilson nice. douche. Douche. Right. Brian Wilson recommended <laughs> nice. his therapist <laughs> right <laughs> 
Brian Wilson. Hey, Brian Wilson, that guy's a fucking basket case, man. No, not Holy anymore. Shit. Is he? So what a but yeah, but yeah, I think is he he's, dead? He's back. Yeah. No, no, he's, he's back. He's he's not 300 pounds anymore. He's gotten fit or like normal again, and he's performing, you know. Good I think him. it was Wilson Phillips that drove him over the edge, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's also interesting when guys like start dating hot chicks and then ask them to stop doing the things that they were doing the whole time. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like, yeah. Fuck, right? you know. well, that, that works both ways, though. Bert. you know, I, I've been in relationships where you can give us the hot guy perspective, right? Well, no, yeah, I'm going to give you the nerdy guy perspective. <laughs> oh, oh, where it's okay. like, it's like, you know, the things that, you know, everybody who knows me knows that, you know, I like baseball and I like television and I don't like yard work. And and so suddenly like, you know, somebody I was dating was like, well, you're going to mow that lawn. And, and, it, and that wasn't a sexual euphemism, you know, and it's like, what is it about your, your accumulated experience knowing me up until this moment that gives you any, uh, any idea that I would enjoy yard work? You know, you felt my hands. They're softer than, you know, a baby's hands. You know, you know, and that's intentional. You know, and, and yes, I watch a hundred and I used to watch like probably 120 or 30 baseball games a year. You wow. know, uh, and, you know, and, but again, I there was no there was no shock. And it's like so suddenly my quirkiness in my avoidance of manual labor that was so endearing at first. Now you hate it. And you want to grind it out of me. You know, that's why I ghosted. <laughs> Dude, I bought a I bought a row home specifically so I would never have to cut the grass. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, I I, I cut a mowed enough lawns growing up with my with my parents' house and every fucking house in the neighborhood. I delivered newspapers to. I'm done with that. Again, that's not you're like not talking idiot. sexual term. You're talking no, actually. I'm not. Okay, all right, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Did you have any? So did you? Uh, did you have any? Who are the chicks in the neighborhood that you cut grass for? That you went to bone, Greg. The old hmm. milfs. Do you remember hmm. Mrs. Joel? Did you ever cut her lawn? <laughs> no. Who's that? She was down on. Uh, she was down on. You have to bleep this out. Oh. On. Uh, on. Uh, oh yeah, he will. Uh, the street yeah. I lived on. I got you. I got you. Oh yeah. You got okay. plenty of beeps left. No like, problem. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you remember where Eric K lived? Yeah. <laughs> she had, like three houses up from him. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't remember. You, you know who was the hottest mom in the neighborhood? I thought was. Um, remember where uh, Ron Zimmerman lived on that cul-de-sac? Yeah. Around the corner from there, there was a, a, a mom who had like three kids. They went to St. Mary's. They went to Catholic school. Well, we know she fucks. Yeah, and, right. and, and like, and I was her, I was her newspaper <laughs> delivery boy. times. Yeah. Oh, right. I was her newspaper delivery boy. She didn't need me to mow the lawn because she had three ki three boys. But man, I was like, wow, she's hot all the time when I saw her. Not a lot of other hotties in our neighborhood, I have to say. Yeah, it was pretty slim pickings. I, fl right? I flashed back to my yeah. mom in her bowling league, and I was like, mm, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, hey, actually, I wanted to tell you, uh, uh, my wife's a little behind with the podcast, so I don't wait for her anymore, but we were listening to the uh, the Butt Stuff <laughs> podcast the other day, and when you were talking, Greg, about muffling the sound. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I didn't bring this up that episode. So I'll tell the first uh, shit story. I did that that week after, like probably the the two days after that episode was released. I was at work and I was like, "Okay, it's a crowded situation here. I got to do some muffling." <laughs> 
you know? <laughs> well, when I was, uh, I used to work for a waste management, yeah, well, I'll say whatever, waste management, and I'm in the bathroom, and there's a handicap stall next to me, and there's a manager on the stall, and I know who it is because he had his phone on speaker, and he was conducting a pipeline review with one of his sales reps on the while he was, yeah, while he was sitting on the toilet. Oh, that's the worst. And, yeah. and, and I swear to you, as he's going around telling the talk and he, you can hear his voice as he's pushing. No. I was in the stall. Like I, I told everybody I was so <laughs> disgusted. You know what that fucking scumbag was doing in the bathroom? I can only imagine what the guy on the other. I don't remember who he was talking to. Oh, I wish I could. I didn't catch the voice, but I got out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah, my old man, how the fuck can you do I, that? When, every time I call my old man, he'll always pick up the phone, right? At, like wherever he's at. And he's like, he'll fucking pick up the phone. He's taking a piss at like the, at the urine. Because like, he's always driving, play. He's a billboard salesman, right? So he's always on the road, right? And he'll fucking be in the bathroom at Sheets or a convenience store <laughs> taking a piss. I'm like, Dad, I don't want to hear you fucking take well, a leak, man. Like, I, I answer the phone among f- when friends call. I answer the phone in the bathroom. Who on, cares on about the, that? Yeah, I, I will say I've peed on the phone while yeah, talking to friends. Shit, yeah. I'll, not peed know, on the phone. You know, peed again, while I was on it. I muffle, so you know, as far as they're concerned, <laughs> I'm in the living room. You know, they, no, don't, they don't know. I do all my best reading and and thought formulation on the shitter, right? And I'm Obviously, not afraid no. to send some texts. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Yeah, we are aware. <laughs> of course, but I would never call someone from the shitter. I don't. Are you on the toilet right calls, now, Bert? But I take calls. Would you take calls from the shitter? I don't know. The, uh, yeah, I don't why not? Know. For people that I, I know. You know what I mean? It's, I had someone that works for me, and I heard her go into the bathroom. I oh. heard her go to the bathroom, and I heard her wash her hands and her leave. And I was disgusted. Like, I was absolutely <laughs> disgusted. I was like, I just, I don't need to be thinking of you in those situations. Right? Well, Tim, you probably shouldn't have had your ear up the door with a glass then. Right. You, maybe you even heard that. <laughs> right. You know, you, know, you know there's guys out there that that's their kink, right? That oh, they want yeah. I, I, just, I guarantee it. I, I my, have my consciously. Boss, oh, go ahead, honey. You no, know, I was going to say my last boss used to call me every single morning. He came in late every day because he lived in the community. He would call me every morning while he was taking a shit. Tell me how it was going. He'd be like, "Oh, yeah, it's really hard today. Sharp edges, really bad." Oh my god, really? What? Yeah. Wait, he's talking about a shit? At a certain oh point, he god. got anal fissures. He had oh, to yeah. go to the drugstore to get him one of those little donut seats to sit in. I mean, he literally shared like so much. He wanted me to look at rashes in his uh, crotch area. Oh um, my god! He really, oh, he was, that's like. That oh my god! That's, really? I'd say call yeah. that harassment. The yeah. Second, yeah. The second week I worked there, I came back. From Wait, are you? A pro- if, I mean, maybe if you were a medical professional or something like that, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> Even not then. Him. Yeah. Came yeah. back from the ladies' room and he said, "You know, I think you pee a lot." I said, "I think mm. I pee an average amount." Um, and he said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I think I pee the exact right yeah. amount." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, "Have you had your prostate checked?" And I, I just had like a pause and I went, I, are you kidding? And he said, no, why? And I said, well, because I'm a girl. <laughs> and he was like, what does that mean? And he said, I have one. Right. It's like, it's he like, said, if I Google it, is that what it's going to say? I said, well, like 99% of the sites, there's probably going to be one weird site that'll say otherwise. But, you know, and he said, oh my God. That makes so much more sense because I really haven't had any female people, friends that I know get prostate cancer, only the male one. <laughs> yeah. Did you ask him about that's his like, pap smear? Oh my God. He was. That's like. 
tell me you don't. How do you tell? Tell me you don't know where clitoris is without telling me you don't know where. Clitoris is. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh wow. <laughs> did you still you still work for that guy? Did, I mean, did, oh my did, god! Yeah. No, about well, Katie, you staged a coup d'état. Oh, I really did too. He complained all the time. He wasn't paid enough. They didn't appreciate him. <laughs> so I went out and got my license uh, to do his job. I made sure I knew everything. You squeezed him. No, yep. I just kept encouraging him to to demand more money and you're yeah. right. Oh, they don't nice. Before, so I was going to say, so you gave him some bad counsel. You know, There's a reason why you're here, Katie, for sure. Gonna, <laughs> and if you're going to quit. <laughs> they won't take oh. you seriously. Right. We lost Katie, though. Yeah. I was going to say, she freeze? Oh, all right. Yeah. She yeah, she yeah, said, right. the most important thing is to put it in writing because if otherwise they won't take you seriously. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like Katie's I like Katie's nail color. That's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, speaking of uh taking people seriously, we did get a voicemail from Gary. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh Gary. Yeah. Gary. Gary. Oh, Gary wants to weigh in. Oh, let's hear what profound job, Gary. insight Gary has. Great job, Gary. <laughs> you say it better than the, the little meme. Uh, yeah, you guys interested in hearing what Gary has? Yeah, to we got to wait for yes. Katie. Yeah, we got to wait for Katie, Katie. before. Well, Katie, oh, before yes. Back. Is Katie coming back on? Hold on. She's probably on the toilet. Yeah. She pees a lot. I heard she pees a lot. <laughs> That's the rumor going around Florida. Right. Right. <laughs> ah, Gary. Poor Gary. Oh, poor Gary. Sure. <laughs> well, we do we do bust his balls a lot. Well, he's some, a ginger. He deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Redheaded son yeah. of a bitch. Michelle yes. pointed out to me all the angry gingers that are out there and Exactly. And, and, in media like she was like Yosemite Sam and mm-hmm. that kid from um, that leprechaun uh, from leprechaun oh yeah the leprechaun oh yeah leprechaun from leprechaun <laughs> he was mad <laughs> uh, who was that oh the kid from to- uh, Christmas Story yeah. he was a redhead the taller kid the no, bully yeah Scott Farkas Farkas that that little prick rich kid from Sen of a Woman he was a ginger mm-hmm. right the heat yeah, miser like, the heat miser. Yeah, the heat the miser. miser. Yeah. Like ginger. Well, gingers out there. Yeah. For sure. I wonder why. I mean, could, maybe being yeah, ginger is tough. I think. <laughs> but all the, it's interesting. You only named angry male gingers, because ginger girls, generally speaking, are pretty. You know, that's a nice quality for for a woman. Right. But not Greg, so much for you, a guy. You said you did this to me. Uh, you said, hey. Guys. Pop quiz. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Go let's ahead. wait till Katie gets back on. I got a pop quiz for you before we hear what Gary has to say that's so profound. <laughs> <laughs> okay, honey, we're, we're doing a real quick pop quiz. We're about to hear what Gary has to say about anything. But pop quiz, who's you your. I'm uh, a little nervous there, Greg. I just want no. you to know. Who, who's your favorite male ginger, Bert? No. Oh. My favorite male ginger. Oh, fuck. I don't even Come on. know. Quick answer. I don't even know if first, I have one. Uh, first Ralph Mouth. Ralph Mouth. Now, that's a good one. Ralph Mouth. The man. Katie, who's your favorite male about, ginger? Uh, mine is, yeah, I, I got mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jughead was a ginger, wasn't he? Uh, you have to probably. Ask, then, no. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. 
Jughead up. Tim, who's your favorite male ginger? Gary. Mm. <laughs> I want to change my answer to Gary too. No. <laughs> I don't actually. The, the reality is, I don't really. I don't. There's not a lot that I know. Yeah, there are. Oh, like uh, Philip Seymour Bill Burr. Hoffman. Bill Burr. Bill yeah, Burr. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Bill Burr. Nice. Good. Bill Burr. Uh, Although John Bill Waite Burr is. I just watched angry. a great documentary on John Waite. He's a ginger. John Waite. Oh, John Waite. He's uh, that's a good one. Yeah, Ed Sheeran. I like Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Why? I just it's like. I had to grow up with my girls, like fucking listening to him all the time. I like him. He doesn't. I don't like his music. Like, what do I like? I mean, his, yeah. yeah well, I dislike him though. You know. I Kenny, don't. Why are you in the complete him. darkness now? Is it plugged in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's a ghost. Uh, did we talk about the common mystics already? I don't remember. No, we didn't. No. Oh, okay. So, no. uh, listen. Uh, so, Greg and I met with the common mystics, um, <laughs> who I think are uncommon uh, in their abilities. Uh, and uh, but we, we actually interviewed oh, them. We're going to put it at the end of this show. So if you if you, if you All right. stay on after the end of this show, yeah, they, they've written a new book. It's called Ghosts on the Road. Uh, yeah. My copy just arrived wow. today. You know, and yeah. I'll go as far as to say, guys, whenever I'm done reading my my copy of it, if any bad counselor listener wants a copy of Ghosts on the Road, uh, once I've read it, just message me and I'll put it in the mail for you. Nice. That's cool. Do you guys believe in uh, that sort of thing? Like, what's, what's your position on, like, uh, paranormal stuff or spirits or things like that? I'd like to think it's real, but I haven't ever seen anything myself to make me believe it is. I said almost the exact same thing to them. Like I, I, I'm like Fox Mulder. I want to believe, you know. And I've had some things that I thought were eerie and potentially had the feel of something otherworldly. But I could also think of a rational explanation. That it, it uh, the too. same exact thing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, but I, but I, but by the same token, I, I would never say there's no chance because right. what the fuck do I know? You know. <laughs> I think, well, I mean, I th where I land on that, I, this is almost the same place I land when with the existence of God, right? Is like, I think if you say there's no chance of it, then you're making the same fundamental error as a yes. believer, right? Yeah, and exactly. That, that I think you have to, if, if I'm, I think empiricism in science demands that you be open-minded to data that might prove otherwise, but I don't, I've never seen anything that I thought was convincing or that couldn't be explained by something rational. I'd like right? to. It would be super cool, right? But, uh... Yeah, you know, whatever. Katie, now you must be a believer, right? Yes, you know I am. Yeah, because like Katie's, I, I joke sometimes I'm going to get a Ouija board and she really, really bothers her when I even joke about it. Well, I think because you don't know what you're doing and that would just make me so nervous. You're messing with powers you don't understand. Yeah, exactly. You're mm -hmm. opening a door that you don't know you can close. <laughs> like when you light a fart, and that's like messing with powers. You know? <laughs> oh my exactly. god! It could be complete the, disaster. He scared the dog so bad. With that. Oh, honey, come on now, TMI. <laughs> you light a fart and scare the dog? No, oh, I didn't do light tell. it. No, uh, the cowardly dog who comes to stay with us, who I like. His name, you guys, who's here with me last week, Winston. Winston, yeah. yeah. That dog is is afraid of his own shadow. Like, you know, keys jingling or you pick up a plate too quickly or thunder and lightning sent him into, you know, uh, out of body experience. But one of the other <laughs> random things that he's that terrifies him is gas. 
you know, and so like, <laughs> you know, if if I'm lying in bed and, and, and like a little little toot comes out, like he jumps up and jumps off the bed and runs at full speed in the other direction. You know, I'm like, the same way, to be honest. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't live with my wife. <laughs> Sensitive nose. Yes. I don't know. I think uh, when we get more into quantum physics and start to really kind of decode what reality actually is, I think it's probably pretty different than what we think is uh, empirically true right now. So. Well, well, Bert and Tim, you guys are the deeper thinkers on subjects like this. Do you believe in the possibility, or I mean, is it a possibility to you, or a likelihood, or a po- you know, uh, like for the multiverse? Is that a you know, is that it seems. You know, is it hasn't physics proved that that's theoretically possible, or am I just I thinking know. of a cartoon movie? You're, be, you're beyond my. You're beyond my. My. Oh, listen, man. I, I took, think I'm like, Spider Man. I guess I, I had to take. Uh, I had to take some some thermodynamics and quantum mechanics in college for as undergrad chemistry major, mm-hmm. right? And that was definitely the end of my math. You reached the the end of my math ability, mm. <laughs> right? So all these people who like say, okay, you know, we can prove like these elementary particles existed at point, you know, whatever this, you know, nanoseconds after the big bang and the universe is actually curved and all that shit. Like, how do you prove all that shit? I don't know. It's all theory. At at some point, I think that that my key messages that I took away was, okay, up to a certain point, you got to trust the math and then you get to a point where it's just not knowable anymore. Right. And, uh, you know, who might know is Bob. Bob might know. Mm hmm. He like might how know. Are you he might, find him? But you <laughs> wouldn't know if that chick he's talking to at the bar is a hooker or not. Right, so. right, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's a give and take, right? Right. Do you think of like uh, Michu Kaiku or uh, Brian Green or um, Carlo Rovelli? Like these these people that they do know can do that math, mm. and then they come back and tell you, "Hey, this is what's going on right now." Like I, it, it's some pretty. Um, Interesting stuff. Brian um, Austin Green from 90210 does math that well. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, no wonder he banged Tiffany is. Amber Thiessen. Good for him. <laughs> that's unexplainable science right there. How could he right. remember names like that? Yes, like that's it's just it's unusual. Okay, so Katie's back. So enough of that bullshit. Let's okay. let's hear what Gary. Oh, Gary. Has to say. All right. Everyone's yeah, favorite ginger. Have you met? A, have you? come into contact with any living person under the age of let's say nowadays 20 who's not an immigrant who adopted a name <laughs> in a moment of weakness and chose unwisely you know uh but like any children being born that you're aware of named gary <laughs> i doubt it no uh no <laughs> no okay. well, let's hear I work with a gary yeah, yeah, exactly. You work Under with him. He's not a he's not a five year old. No one's naming their kids Gary anymore. Is my point, Bert? <laughs> so, Greg, there was another part of your question about you asked us to name our favorite male ginger. Yeah, right? also favorite female ginger. Right. So mine was Jessica. I Rabbit. picked ginger. Oh. Jessica Rabbit. That's nice. a good one. You picked ginger from uh, Gilligan's Island. Island. Tina Louise. Mm. <laughs> well, mine would be Marina O'Hara she- from The Quiet Man. New John Wayne. Actually, I want to change to Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Okay. I like her. Well, you know, yeah, everyone loves Amy Adams. Is hot. Yeah. Yeah. A little too. I like, I like Quakerish. Is is Jillian Anderson? Is she? Is she? A, She's not a real redhead. Though, is 
Yes, is she? Is. I don't know. Oh, she dyed I her think... hair brown for the sh- for X Files. I thought she dyed her hair red for the X Files. I don't remember. Hmm, I don't know. Oh my god, I, I can't even remember. I'm on an Instagram feed of uh, or an Instagram, but a Reddit thread that's uh, a bunch of uh, Jillian Anderson fans. <laughs> so it's actually not. pretty good. Oh, no, I swear to God, I am. All right. Oh, we don't I have talk to yeah. I, I, have, I have a couple of really weird like Reddit threads, Reddit subreddits I follow, and I don't know how I. Well, are over you? The years. You don't know how you follow? I mean, are you a Jillian Anderson fan? I guess I am now. If I, I, mean, I am, but, but I didn't even think that there were like forums to discuss your fandom. Yeah, there's subreddits for everything, man. There's Jesus. Like, so what are they like? Uh, fan sex? Like they're talking about her in sexual yeah, situations? Uh, they just post or? pictures and like shit like that, right? It's on there. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm on a Betty Page subreddit, subreddit too. I, I get Betty that's Page. a little bit more plausible like, than, <laughs> yeah. than you know than. Uh, Smolder and Scully. <laughs> yeah, she was a pinup model. I mean, we're talking about know, she's awesome. uh, Scully. <laughs> I used to work with a guy. He was he's younger than me. He got a Betty Page tattoo all down his back. Whew. Was it good? <laughs> was it well done? It looked okay, but oh, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, it was well done, but just the content. You know, hey, each his own, I guess. Well, but let me I, guess. I, I, I've never met this gentleman. This oh, is the ginger hearing. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> is he a ginger? <laughs> I swear he is. Yes, he is. Show his back tattoo at work. Or was yeah. It, was well, he like, he worked out a lot too, so he had no problem taking his shirt off in front of yeah. people. So like he sounds like a Bonaduce. Was it Danny Bonaduce? <laughs> no, yeah. But 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 let me let me guess that he didn't have in the time you knew him. He didn't have a wife. He didn't have a serious girlfriend. He, he did not. You know, yeah, I think I mean, he was still he was late twenties, living at home. I think. Uh, yeah, oh. I mean, like I got a lot of tattoos, but you know, that's got to be at some part of your mindset when you're going to get a tattoo. Is like, not only is it going to offend the general population, but is my uh, is my future partner going to want to look at this life size actual size <laughs> yeah. photo of another person tattooed to my back? She was denied. I think she like had her arm behind her head, behind her hand, behind her head, kind of you know pull whatever. Terrible. Like it, and it was it was good quality, but it was just it was huge and I don't know, kind of stupid in my my opinion. Brother-in-law. Sorry. On my Hmm. so Tammy's sister's uh, husband, he got a tattoo, and it was of Tammy's sister, but the tattoo artist right, and it was her as an angel, but the tattoo artist for some reason. Put, put on a penis face it looked like she had a like like five o'clock shadow <laughs> oh god <laughs> so it was bad shading right yeah. it was bad shading and it oh. was like just like she was so proud of it and she said you know and i was like i, I like i what do you say like oh that's nice but oh, really all i can say god. is it looks like a male version of you well, you should have been like did you have a did you have a twin that i didn't know about <laughs> <laughs> right oh, sorry oh, that's terrible god. it's like when we somebody just, shows you their fucking ugly baby right like it's beautiful you better go to somebody who knows what the fuck right. they're doing oh, unless exactly. it's a portrait of somebody that nobody knows you know and it's like oh does that oh that's your uh your first wife yeah yeah does it look like her uh yeah exactly no one's ever gonna meet her you know you're yeah, the lady like at the circus yeah exactly <laughs> who's the transvestite on your arm there who's the oh. <laughs> i find it creepy when people get their infant children like tattooed to them i, I don't know i guess oh. far be it for me i teach their own but. well yeah there's tattoos and there's tattoos there, I, like i have a bunch of throwaway tattoos that anybody could do right 
But if you're going to go get a fucking tattoo that's a portrait of somebody, right? Like, you better go get something. You better go to somebody who's yeah, really man. goddamn good, man. Fucking right? A. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> oh, well, five o'clock. So now up. they know what you think. That's great. <laughs> Mike, is, Mike will, will you, is there ever going to be a chance that you're in the same room with this person? I mean, a larger family gathering? Uh, oh, it wasn't a relative. It was a co-worker. Oh, you talking no, no. With the tattoo? No, oh. Tim's. Tim's with his... Uh... Oh. oh, me, Tim. Not you, Tim, Mike, Tim. <laughs> yeah. I forgot who I was for a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, or maybe I said Tim. I don't know. I don't know what I said. I'm high, I guess, but... What I'm saying is... No, we might, don't really Might you be in a position side. to expose the truth of Tim's true feelings about this bad tattoo? <laughs> oh, no. No, because this is Tammy's family, and they live... Way, way far away. So no. okay. So if one of your boys got married, uh, either either Mike's not invited or this relative Tammy's is invited, or Your neither. Relative of Tammy's would not be invited. <laughs> or probably neither. Let's Mike neither. Told yes. Mike would be there for sure. Oh, okay. Let's go. Yeah. If Mike's there, I better be there. <laughs> I'll, I'll invite you. I won't expect you. Yeah, okay, <laughs> but, but I actually, the idea of going to weddings. Yeah, right, Greg exactly. Likes the idea of going exactly. anywhere, but then yeah, the really only did. way I could get you there <laughs> is to get Katie to commit that you guys would be there, and then you'd be there shortly. You'd go okay. for Miles' wedding, I'm sure. Sure, I would. You and Miles have a relationship. Yeah. Okay. All right. Enough. Must push. Yeah, I'm push dying here, man. I know. Let's go. Let's carry it. All right. Here we go. Hi. On behalf of all gingers, I need to respond to the comments that, that were made by that Benny effing hell-looking anti-ginger troglodyte. Throughout history, my fellow gingers have had to deal with haters. Galileo had the Catholic Church. George Washington had Cornwallis. Winston Churchill had Hitler. Ron Weasley had Baltimore. And now we have Benny Hill Jr. You should consider the quote from another ginger, Mark Twain. <laughs> it is better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you are a fool than to open it and remove all doubts. <laughs> On a positive note, for Brian, Bert, whatever the hell your name is, ginger nature will give you an extra white bird if we see you cycling on the road for your sport. And based on past podcasts, the probability that you're higher or altered in some way. It's interesting. He's three significant gingers of history deep, and he's already back to like the 1880s with Mark Twain. You know? yeah, I'm, going, I'm going bullshit on the Mark Twain thing. I mean, he's white haired, you know? Mark Twain. I mean, if you're going to talk out a ginger, I mean, shouldn't you, you should call out um, Thomas Jefferson, right? I mean, that'd be that's a, that'd be the the, the uh, that'd be the ginger that I know from history. You guys are already I'm, getting on his case because of. Uh, well, he's factually incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, and we're not going to have that on the show. Desperate ginger, you, you know what he counted on, Bert? He, he counted on us not caring enough about gingers to actually verify that those are actual gingers. You know, like yeah, I guess it's I guess Churchill was a ginger. Who cares? And I'm not going to take it to verify that. But wasn't I mean? Let's face it though, you know, and, and this is going to hurt. This is really going to hurt Gary, but. Those gingers, let's just go with the gingers that Gary named, one by one, shall we? Uh, Washington. You know, there's a recent uh, recent uh, person having an impact on society. 
Washington. When you think of George Washington, can we even verify that he was? I'm trying. I'm trying to do that right now. No, I think that's true. I, I remember it from some random history book. But what is the image of, of, of George Washington? He had the choice of, like, when he was a young military ginger. No, I'm going to go with when I'm balding and white-haired and have, you know, uh, rocks in my teeth. mouth as teeth. You, you, you know what I mean? I would prefer that to then you painting me as a ginger. Okay? Let's move on to Churchill. I, I, that guy had no hair. You know, I assumed he was naturally bald, but now I'm wondering. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he just pulled it out. Yeah, to do a Bruce Willis really early on. <laughs> and who was the other ginger? You know what? I, I can't even remember. I, like I'm, I'm actually looking here. It does Mark look Twain. the Google's. No, the Twain. Google's is saying that George Washington, Mark Twain, and Winston Churchill were indeed all gingers. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he did his homework. And that aspect of them is so obscure and unimportant that we had to look it up. That's the yeah. father of our fucking country, you know. And we didn't know he was a ginger because he obviously kept wraps. So uh, he kept it under wraps. You know, he didn't Mark tell Twain. Anybody that shit. Yeah, and Mark Twain was. You know, you know the camera was born That's, was invented years before all those white haired Mark Twains show, started showing up. But yeah, he wouldn't allow himself to be photographed till he turned white. Right, and that's probably why he had a nom de plume too. Right, the freaking yeah, exactly. Samuel Clemens. She was trying to throw throw the scent off. Anyway, you don't want to be driven out of town, right? He's like, I, I want to get laid at some point. Like, yeah, exactly. Gotta, gotta keep this. Just so we can know. I'll just wear this powdered wig for now. Okay, Gary's Gary's hair is thankfully turning white. Like Katie and I were talking about it, and she was like, "Well, he's kind of blondish." And I was like, "No, no, honey, his hair's turning white now." You know, when he was a young man, it was like Danny. It was like Bonaduce, you know, red. No. <laughs> Oh, no. Alfred E. Newman, right? Yeah. Alfred E. Newman. Oh, poor Gary. Nice job, Gary. He knows him. Great job, Gary. Great job, Gary. Oh, you know what we forgot to know that, though? George Washington. Dead. 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 This whole conversation was dead. 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 The name Gary. Dead. 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 Sucking on a lifesaver. <laughs> not, not, not that Greg setting records. I get it, you know, but, you know. Yeah, come to think of it, I don't know any little kids named Greg either. Hmm. Yeah, I think Bennett maybe had a friend that was named Greg. Yeah, there you go. It'll, Greg has a chance for a comeback, I feel. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I don't think Gary has a chance for a comeback. At least not in our lifetime. I think names are getting very different now. I, I don't well, think... I think maybe yeah. it's sort of like Grigor or Greg or some of the Russian derivatives, Eastern European mm -hmm. derivatives of Greg Grigory, are kind of more popular. Yeah. yeah, kind of more popular now. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Gregory Polanco. He played for the Pirates just a couple of years ago. He did. Yeah. yeah. He was. Okay. And they traded him for prospects, right? Mm. <laughs> I think they had a release of outright. It's just so terrible. <laughs> Dude, 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 I don't know if you guys have the MLB channel. I digress here a little baseball, but, you know, like every team, like I, I identify that my favorite team is the Pirates, but then you can see highlights from around the league, but then they have a special collection of videos of highlights of the Pirates. And like the, the major league highlights are, you know, Otani, you know, drills his 34th bomb, you know, uh, Clayton Kershaw strikes out 13. And, and I'm not exaggerating. Like today's, I look at it every day after the previous day's game. Today's highlights from the Pirates were like, you know, Jared Triolo's 
RBI ground out. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you know uh, Rich Hill strikes out two. <laughs> and like, oh. RBI ground so, out. It's so pathetic. <laughs> okay, on to the questions. Gary, yes. thank you for calling in. That was uh, You're the that man, was great. Gary. Yes. Thanks, Gary. Okay. So, first question. Hi, team. They're calling us a team. Hi, team. You ready, team? Hi, team. I'm a single mom, divorced for five years. I've been dating off and on, but I'm in a relationship Ooh. that feels like it. But I'm not in a relationship that feels like it has a future. We made it Facebook official over the weekend, but he listed his status as it's complicated. When I asked why he made some excuse like when I asked why he made some excuses like all relationships are complicated. But to me, it feels like a bad thing. Am I being too sensitive? No. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Suck it up. Well, I, I think um, it doesn't complicate it just as a word. I know it, it doesn't necessarily have an intended positive or negative to it, but, you know, I, I think it's a, a, acquired a pretty negative connotation at this point, you know? Oh, if a relationship well, status yeah, yeah. no or just anything the word complicated oh no, how is it? it it's complicated yeah, how was that uh, the instructions to do that oh complicated you right, know they, com complex Jobs is probably a synonym but complex sounds you know fascinating and sophisticated right when Steve Jobs had liver cancer he said my health situation is complicated <laughs> I mean that's not a good thing right no no, no I mean, yeah I mean I think it's bad because in guys Back me up here. I think that what he's doing is sending, you know, he you probably browbeat him into changing his relationship status. That's probably the truth. Right. And so he did yes. it grudgingly. Uh, and he still has one foot out the door, you know. And so he's like, um, I'll put it's complicated because I can use that lame excuse that I'm trying to feed my girlfriend to people who I want you know, who I don't care if, if they think I'm single or not, but to anybody at work or anybody I meet who happens to see my Facebook and it's complicated, it's like, then he can come readily with the, eh, we're having trouble. You know, we're having some difficulties. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I don't, you know, uh, I think you're great. And, you know, and uh, I could see maybe you and I getting to know each other because I, I don't think what I have going on is going anywhere. Am I right, That's Katie? Nice. Yeah, no. That, I think a, that always means Okay, so here's the synonyms, right? Complex, intricate, involved, That's like convoluted, tangled, no. elaborate. Oh, yeah, it's it's usually, it's not it's both feet, naughty, like, tricky, thorny, mm. serpentine, labyrinthian, tortuous, torturous, torturous yeah. cumbersome, Byzantine, Gordian, confused, confusing, <laughs> <laughs> bewildering, baffling, puzzling, perplexing, difficult to understand, above one's head, fiddly, involute, and involuted. Fiddly. So I haven't, I haven't been on Facebook in like four four years now. Can mm -hmm. someone check uh, what's what's Michelle's relationship status? No, I'm wondering right now. <laughs> I'm wondering about that. Yeah, just that's a good question. Something I'm curious about. Facebook is basically just my birthday generator. Like it just tells me when people's birthdays are. That's it. I don't use anything else. I haven't posted in like a decade. Yeah, man. It oh, just so sends cool. me an email and say, "Oh, it's Katie's birthday today." Like, "Oh, okay, happy birthday, Katie." You know. So okay. I'm like the. Here's Michelle's it. profile. What's it say? I'm looking. Okay, see information about Michelle. Female. 
married. That's good. Oh, uh, she got out of married. Easy. Married. Yes. Uh, married. Uh, that's boring. Oh, that's that's boo. boring. <laughs> boo. Boring. Mar- say she's married. married to a man. <laughs> Didn't say her job. Good yeah. idea. Same thing about this hour and a half sex session. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, who are you, Sting? That's what I was thinking after the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> too long. Yeah, man, it we was have, too long. That was we, the whole show. It was all terrible. Like, oh, oh. Too long. Terrible. I, I, look, I, I know in retrospect now, thinking about that story, probably sounds like I was being a fucking braggart or something no. like that. I was going to say, it was a humble brag. Terrible. That was, terrible. Not, that was not the, the humble brag. That was not the experience. <laughs> but I, it did occur to me that, you know, the two of you being such avid cyclists and, you know, having great cardio health. <laughs> You know, most people who were so high that they couldn't come when they were fucking, they probably call it quits after like 15 minutes, if that. Uh, you guys are endurance yeah. athletes who, you know, just yeah. kept going. The hour and a half. Don't know when to quit. Exactly. But it was, it was, it was just time to quit. Yeah. Like but what I'd like to know is, was there, was it like mutual consensus immediately or was it, or what are you like, more, yeah, like okay. hey, uh, what do you think? She just say, "Oh, thank God." Uh, I hear about this whole situation. Yeah. Had Get enough? Off no, is it enough already? All right. So yeah, I, I, I well, the advice I would give this woman is she should if, if his relationship is complicated, hers has got to be complicated too. She can't put like you can't leave you can't leave it on uh, leave it up as in a relationship, right? With somebody complicated. It's or maybe a huge category like traumatizing. <laughs> One step worse than complicated. Yeah, right. What are your other options there, right? I don't know. But what you should do to counteract it is start liking and commenting on all of his male friends' posts. You know, laugh out loud and, and all that. Oh, nice. Yes. Like just the little pink heart. Yeah, they're not. They don't really count as. Yeah, and I and I guess what I'm saying is, your relationship isn't going anywhere. So you might as well have fun destroying one another, (laughs) and maybe meet somebody in the process. Who knows? Right. Or at least for a moment, feel superior. It's all about getting the wins. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so, yeah I feel bad for this listener. It's not complicated at all. Yeah, that it's really not that complicated. Fun. Yes. It's not that in you. Mm. Okay. Here's the next question. Team, my boss brings his dog into work all the time. Wait, did they call us team two? Yep. Mm. Well, we two in a row. Team and team. All right. Sorry. Noting that. I heard his pen yeah. click. I'm writing that down. Uh, July 17th, uh, 907. Actually, on the top what of the is the statistical likelihood? <laughs> <laughs> what is the statistical likelihood of two different uh, call or writers referring to us as team? That's fascinating. One more. One more. And okay. It's be like- yeah, it's a trend. Oh. It's a trend. <laughs> make a rule. Third one's high bad counsel. So, uh, but okay. So. Spoiler alert. <laughs> my boss brings his dog into work all the time. I'm a dog person, and I love my own dog, who is at home right now while I write this to you. Mm. His dog is horrible. He slobbers, slobbers all over everything and everyone. Slobber. He uh, chews up furniture. <laughs> he goes through everyone's trash. And yesterday, he took a dump in my cubicle. Oh my god That's awesome Everyone talks about how much they love his dog But I don't believe it How can I keep this dog out of the office Before before you answer this Can I tell a dog slobber story Sure You can do whatever you want This is bad counsel my friend my buddy Bill talked this guy at this party once with a great Dane that was like slobbering oh. everywhere, right? Oh. 
So uh, my buddy Bill, I think this is gonna be gross. <laughs> caught some dog slobber oh. in, a, in a beer cup, right? Look at this. We're like, <laughs> and put beer in it, <laughs> and like we paid oh. some. Like, you know, we just said, who's gonna drink the dog slobber? Oh. Dog slobber beer. <laughs> Okay. So for a guy, whatever, he got a pile of money and a guy drinks the, I'll drink the dog slobber beer, except no. the, do, the dog slobber didn't dissolve. It was at the bottom no. of the cup. So he drank the beer and the last swallow is dog slobber at the bottom of the cup. He had to throw up. Dog slobber clams. Dog slobber clam. Yep. Dog slobber up, Chuck. Terrible. That's gross. It's gross and it's awesome. <laughs> well, that, well, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, and Great Danes are the worst. It's all about perspectives, Bert, because there was one person in that story that didn't think it was awesome. Yes, uh, everyone else yeah. did. Yeah, right. Oh, that does make me feel a little nauseous. I have to say, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yeah. Yeesh. Oh, it's like giving me PTSD from this one. <laughs> I, I feel something like right here. You know? <laughs> you know it's dog slobber. You know and I'm You're just trying to put it out of my mind. Yeah, you are validating that it was a great story. It is. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> that joke hit, Bert. Well oh, done, my man. Yeah. Well done. Oh. Woo! Bert! Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the uh, the common mystics made me uh, get teary eyed and and Bert makes me when I like have a gag. I really am suppressing a gag reflex. Right now. God. Just think chugging that. Oh, it must be so delicious. Swishing around his mouth a little bit. <laughs> Maybe blowing some bubbles. Someone blow a cigar in your face. Cigar smoke going right in your face. Yeah. Do you think you get licking the, the ashtray? Like pasta sometimes gets in the pot. Yeah. Like really Maybe. Yeah. Oh man. I should have put it in an ashtray instead of a cup. Fucking uh, oh. dog slobber. Glad I don't drink anymore. So what is this? What is this question? What is this? writer want to know how does she fucking get rid of her dog oh yeah dog at the office oh. well i mean you, i mean we were thinking about jack jack's on her mind you got to lean into this stuff like i'm thinking chocolate pudding you, you know what i mean like feed this dog you oh, know yeah. pudding cups oh, anytime yeah. you get a chance to and you know and it's either going to kill him or he's going to have such such violent diarrhea everywhere <laughs> you know, that they're not going to want yeah you got it i mean just give feed him doggy snacks with fucking like some uh some laxative in it yeah, there you go. Some always poop. So he gets the shits. Oh, hi. Maybe you shouldn't bring him here. <laughs> and if it's a recent development, you should put like uh, you should take a photo of the dog, and then in the general area of the office, start putting like missing dog posters on like telephone poles, so that they start to question if like the, the, the boss you know has a dog. You stole that, that fucking have. dog. Yeah, he, get that fucking yeah. The cops will show up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great one. I didn't even think of that. That's fantastic. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it, suck? it sucks when people bring their dogs to work all the time, don't you think? I mean, uh, none of you guys do that, do you? No. no. Okay. No, no, I, we, I've never, once no. in a while, we had like a dog day at the office, which I was, you know, dog day afternoon. But I I would think to myself, <laughs> why different. why would you want to do this? Just like the, do, do other baseball towns have dog nights at the stadium? Like Fenway? Is there dog I don't, nights at Fenway? Or? We, I don't know that I've ever heard of one. 
It doesn't. You, we don't need dog nights. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, obviously, well, yeah, obviously, they always so fill the stands, the, right? The Oakland A's have dog night. You know what I mean? To, because they have regular dog nights at PNC Park, and I thought to myself, that must be a fucking nightmare. You know, like dogs <laughs> yeah. don't want to watch baseball, and they're gonna be shit everywhere. Uh, yeah, they're, they're fighting. Gonna, they're barking and right. fighting. And where do they? Yeah, where do they shit and take a piss? Like, oh, what? what a, well, I hate if, when if people take. If it's Oakland A's, I mean, that's going to just happen with all the homeless anyway. So exactly. It's not a remediation yeah. issue. They're just packs of wild dogs in the stadium in, in Detroit and Oakland. Yeah. But, oh, my God. It's like dogs don't want to go to bars. Dogs don't want to go to all those places. Come on. Yeah. Leave them home. I had an office dog, though. My last oh, that's assistant true. brought her dog to work every day. I let her because uh, her oh, yeah. dog couldn't stay home about that dog. Yeah, But were you Bella. cool with that? Like it didn't bother you? I, I didn't love it. It was yeah. okay in the beginning, but we, we started getting less and less work done because she would have to take the dog for walks. A lot of people came in the office to visit the dog. To play with the dog. Um, it was a cute dog. It is yeah, it a cute dog. Yeah, it was a real cute dog. And yeah, but other people would come in with their dogs then, and we started mm. having to keep dog treats in the office and became like a real social event. It's a whole fucking thing, right? Yeah. yeah. June 27th, Fenway uh, dog day at Fenway Park. Oh, oh there you go, Tim. Anyway, well, you were real. You were willing to buy it. it yeah. Fucking Mike had to go look it up. You were willing to just say, "Yeah." You, you know, Tim. You and I have a, a former coworker who now is um, a, a pretty advanced executive in the HR department of a major pet chain. Right. I won't name which one. There's only a couple, um, and. It's their office policy. It's kind of like the flair in office space. They, they, they encourage their employees to bring their pets to work. Like all of them. Can you imagine? Like the dander and the barking and the piss everywhere. The whole place must sell like urine like a hoarder's house. You know? But all their corporate photos are them holding their pet. There she is holding her cat. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, are there allergy issues that are created? I mean, like. Sure. Like- you probably don't have to work for PetSmart if you're super sensitive to damage. Well, that's, you know? that's true, I guess. Well, yeah. yeah. Man. Fair point. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, okay, uh, so so we, we basically feed the dog pudding. Or poison. Or pudding, laxative, or poison, I guess. <laughs> we kill the dog. Poison the dog scene. Poison the dog yeah, okay. scene is a little over the top, right? I think All right, poison your boss. I think you just give him the shits, right? I think yeah, that's or, where you draw the line. Another fun idea might be um, we grew up with a dog. Our friend uh, Tim Flaherty had a dog that was very aggressive. You know, once he got comfortable around you, it was fine. But, you know, we would be sitting around getting high or drinking, and somebody would invariably throw a snack, a, a chip, a pretzel, or whatever we were eating on somebody's crotch area. And Pandy was the dog's name. <laughs> and Pandy would like go wild and, and like charge you. And it was like a German Shepherd sized dog. Oh, man. So it was no little dog. That's awesome. And, and so maybe kind of engineer an attack. You, you know what I mean? Like, but maybe like, a hand bite, not a groin bite. Yeah, not a groin bite, just an attack. Like, and you know, like, into that sort of thing. Like, we whenever, don't judge. Whenever the dog walks by a certain person's cube, you like squirt it in the eyes with water or something like that. So like, get it really agitated. And then you're like, hey Bob, would you mind watering my plant while I'm I'm out of town next week? You know? <laughs> 
Oh, Greg, you're getting into this. I like it. Okay, so we've got... One last uh, story about Pandy, and, and Bert, I don't even think you knew this secret. You know how strange our friend Tim Flaherty was. One time we were in his room, and I don't know what we were doing, looking under his bed, probably for drugs or alcohol, and there was a big box under there. We pulled it out from under his bed, and it was a box full of Pandy's shed hair. Oh, really? Oh. That's yeah, nasty. And, I, and we were like, dude, what the fuck are you, is this for? He's like, I'm going to use it to stuff a pillow I'm making. Oh. <laughs> I should have known something was off with Tim right then and there. But, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Unusual. Unusual. Mm -hmm. I know we had, a buddy, we had a buddy, Bill, who, uh, who uh, well, we, I'll, tell, I'll tell you his last name afterwards, who saved all his used condoms in high school. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the what? fuck? He had him in a box under his bed. I'm like, that <laughs> That's so fucking nasty. Like, why would you do that? Oh, that's gross. I would chew on them later on. And then in prom, we threw one of those used condoms in a beer. Right? We were right. raising money to see what we drink. We called it. it dog slobber. Yeah, yeah. That's Yeah, put it in the chat. I want to know his last yeah, name. It's bird. weird. Okay. I will do that. That's weird. Yeah, it's really gotta weird. be weird. There's gotta be there's something that's weird. Anyway, all right. Okay, so all right. uh we got uh squirt water in its face to make it angry. Uh make it shit a lot. Uh take a picture of it and put it on the telephone poles around the workplace so people <laughs> think that the, your boss stole the dog. Uh, and what am I missing? I'm missing something else, right? That's a pretty good list, right? Yeah, pretty good list. Oh, you know what else? Oh, suffice. I have one more thing. Dog slobber chug? No, it, now it depends. Right. You know those like invisible fences? <laughs> Just put those in like random passageways of the halls. You know, so the dog's like, you know, a Mission Impossible doesn't know how to like has like can't move. You can't predict them. They're, and you move them like every Friday after everybody work leaves. Right. And so like the dog gets shocked when it walks in certain places. Did you you did you tell the doggy no chew story? Uh, with your brother? I mean, I don't know. If, I probably told on either this or the old podcast. Yeah, my, my brothers, they were pretty wild. Um, they would get in trouble. But you know, we were generally nice kids. We were polite, but we just were mischievous, especially them. I was usually just the lookout. But one time, the, the police brought my oldest two brothers home because do you guys remember a product in the 70s called Doggy No Chew? Yeah. It was yeah. You spray it on stuff. Yeah, you spray it on stuff. Yeah, your dog uh, to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they took it on the school bus, and like in the winter, and the windows were all closed, and they just walked up and down the aisles, spraying it up and down the aisles, and like you know the the bus driver thought there was like some sort of poisoning event going on, and so pulled the bus over <laughs> and called the police. And that same year, they broke all the Christmas lights for one of our neighbors' house. Because on on Halloween they took me trick or treating, and they tried to get candy too, even though they were clearly teenagers. And, and there's this one nasty old neighbor who wouldn't give them any candy. So that Christmas they went back and broke every fucking light on his on his in front of his house. Yeah, and I and I was the lookout. Obviously, I, I was doing got... a terrible job. We got caught. I think the people were home. The, the old man was home. He just looked out his window. But that was the beauty of, of my mom. She was like, Greg, you're not in any trouble at all. You were just following orders. And I was like, that's right, mom. I was. Right, she, mom. She, yeah, mom. They just told me what to do. She's like, I understand. That's why I'm extra mad at them for leading you astray. 
Rotten Brothers. No wonder, no wonder fucking you and Gary have a fun. Yeah. I'd want to kick your fucker. ass, too. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. All right. Uh, last question. Hi, bad counsel. I got into an argument with my wife last week, and she threatened to tell embarrassing stories and reveal secrets about me during my eulogy if I die first. <laughs> Can I, can I, That's a great fucking leverage. God damn, I didn't think of that. I mean, I'm brightening it down. Better say it quickly before Michelle hears it on the show. Well, but you and Michelle are so healthy and, and in shape, it's going to be like, you know, you can neither one of you can ever relax for the rest of your life for fear of falling behind in fitness level and succumbing to death. Right. Are you guys the same age, Bert? Yeah. Ten days. She's ten years. Ten days younger than me. Okay, so she's already got eight year leg up on you. No, you know, eight, eight day, ten days. I know, but average lifespan. We're talking. Oh yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. So, so you're already in the hole, pal. Right. <laughs> and in my opinion, you're dangerously thin. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, what should she tell about? I tell all the fucking stupid shit I do already to, to everybody anyway who asks. Exactly. <laughs> That would be the most <laughs> no stories ever. to tell. Yeah, we all know that. We knew that. Oh uh, yeah, of course he did yeah. that shit. He's an open book. That's but Michelle, did defense. he ever tell you the time he? You know, that's that's. Let me tell you one better, Shell. <laughs> that's that's number one. That's a great defense right there, Bert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah, just go transparent. Get the bad news out before before right. Like uh, I like uh like uh what's his face did in Eight Mile like Eminem. He defeated those rappers because he said all the bad things about himself, and he, they couldn't think of anything else. Ah, that's good. That's a good fucking. That's see, there you go. Mm-hmm. It works. It's yeah. like uh, in politics, right? You get some dirt on you. You you get out in front of the news cycle. Get out in front of it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I have a so, I have an idea that's kind of simple, though. Well, but I'll just... read the rest of the question. Oh, sorry, right? sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's okay. Like you guys are so eager, right? Um, it seems like so, an important topic. That's right. right. You guys really got into this. This is funny. Uh, so he he asked, can I put it in my will for her to keep her mouth shut? She's totally serious and I'm pissed and need to prevent that. Need you guys to help me on this one. Okay. So now, yeah. So that really changed anything. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Legally, that seems How like. How that even could, work? Well, if she's not the executor of his estate. And he had like very specific instructions about a memorial or, or a wake, um, and I mean that'd be pretty harsh. And I don't know who'd be the one to like physically restrain her from attending, but it seems well, you like could it say should you, be possible. Right, like you'd have to say they have the executor of the will set, go to the funeral and hear the eulogy, and and if and there'd be like some a file restraining to it. order upon his right. death, upon his death, you know. Yeah. This has no easy funeral. money vibe. Remember that Rodney Dangerfield easy money movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Some easy money vibes here, right? Well, I, but, I, uh, I think of a solution that's a lot more fun for him though is start telling all of her embarrassing stories while she's alive. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then kill her. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, no, we don't condone okay, that. Honey, you, you do that. Let's agree that that's what you're going to do. Okay? We agree on that? It's it's set in stone? Okay, that's what we're going to do. You're going to tell my embarrassing story when I'm dead. I hope there's no God now. Thanks. But what I'm going to do <laughs> is tell all of your embarrassing stories now. 
Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But she could always counter with, all right, I promise not to do it, and then still do it when he dies. Exactly. Oh, don't trust so, her. So so that you have to tell her embarrassing stories yes. while yep. you're it's, both alive. Well, yeah, unfortunately, yes. Well, the eulogy thing, I mean, you could, you could put a legal, you could do something legally where someone would have to listen to the eulogy and, and they could, she could not, whatever, receive whatever the estate was if she yeah, cut her out. Yeah, yeah right. From, cut, right. From the eulogy. But she could just blurb it later, right? So is that really yeah. anything, right? Mm-hmm. No. Well, you could have like a, a judge on hand and be like, okay, I'm going to instruct the audience to disregard that last comment about the time that Greg shit himself at Target. Okay, continue. Continue, Katie. Yeah, there's not much you can. Yeah, when you're dead. The good news, yeah, the good news is you're dead. So what do you care anymore? Yeah, so uh, right. You want to be respected and you know have a leave a little legacy, but it's like you're dead. He he probably should have given us a few examples of the stories that she was going to tell, and then we could decide for ourselves if you know it's worth telling your own cigarette machine. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. I love it. Can you guys, I, I, I don't have any ready-made answer, but maybe, like, is there any story, and obviously you're not going to tell it because it's the worst story, but can you think of anything that you would really object to your spouse, you know, a story that you share, something that she's aware of or he's aware of, being me, honey, but you would really object to that being more widely broadcast? No. Hmm. I don't know. I think that I would tell everybody all the stupid shit and bad stories, right? But I wouldn't want that being discussed at my eulogy, right? I would right. hope that, you know, <laughs> people would want to talk about that shit. Haha, you know, they, you know, this, this stuff happened. But well, those wouldn't be reveals, though, Bert. That's the difference. That that would be us reminiscing about reminiscing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, yeah, you know, you mean, we know the embarrassing stories. Presumably, the attendees of that wake or funeral would have been, you know, live real time viewers. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so just be enjoying the. I mean, that you know, enjoying the stupidity and the craziness and the and the the charm and the love. Um, oh yes, yes, know, yes, yes. Um, sure, sure, sure. But the, I'm talking about like you know, like new things that's you know, that would be revealed. Like, I'm trying to think about myself. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, children. Yeah, somebody at work was just asking me about Twenty Three and Me the other day. I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of cool." And he's like, "Yeah, I've been thinking about doing that." I was like, "And he just Be recently ready. got married." He, and he's yeah. a younger guy. He just got recently married. I was like, uh, "You know, you know what could happen though, and you could have somebody show up as a match as a child." You know? Yeah. Or Wouldn't or you might be? find out that somebody's somebody's a child of somebody that you didn't think they were. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. That happened. That happened. There was a couple of controversies in in the uh, uh-huh. in the uh, in my family where that happened. Oh, really? Wow, really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't get talked about, but yeah, it happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too bad. Like well, that, that seems like a missed opportunity. Family. So we're talking like cousins. <laughs> they didn't. Uh... Yeah. The okay. um, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it offline, Greg. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah. The uh, but you know whatever. And the thing is too. Fucking people are people are human beings, right? So shit, mm-hmm. shit like that's gonna happen. You know. Yeah. You have uh, fourteen fifty mistakes happen. You know about. I'm sure. Right. 
yeah, you have to worry I mean, about like, it back in the olden days, you know? Right. And now, uh, you know, it, like, look, all these fucking big Irish Catholic families, you know, these Catholic families, like everybody here is from, right? I mean, you don't think there's any bullshit. <laughs> there's, there's some bullshit somewhere in there. <laughs> Keith right? Richards has 1,500 children. You know? That, he could. Yeah. Is that documented? Or is that, no, is that no, alleged? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, who knows, though? I mean, it's in all I mean, you know, I mean, that guy's been touring for, what, 50 years? 60 years? Yeah. And he's in Rolling Stones? I mean, he, he must uh, he must be approaching Chamberlain, you know, type level. Will Chamberlain, yeah. 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 I mean, supposedly Genghis Khan has, like, thousands upon thousands yeah, of women. I've heard that, yeah. Like, of descendants, right? Like hmm. the people that can trace their their. There's a there's a <laughs> one in seven chance that someone in Asia is related to Genghis Khan. Hmm. That was actually a, a wow. X Files episode. Oh yeah. Cool. Oh really? They talked something about that on the X Files. I used to watch the show a lot. Yeah, I love that and show. I, I think it was third X Files reference on this show. I know. It's, like, yeah, it's all Jillian. It. Wow, it's kind of weird. I wonder if the chatbots wanted that to happen. <laughs> Maybe we're all being manipulated. Could Maybe we are. By the Maybe the, uh, the subreddit thread on uh, Jillian Anderson is somehow influencing in. us. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. anyway. so well, beautiful. We Sounds plausible. This, yeah. is, uh, this has been wonderful. Yes. Katie, I hope you get some rest. You were you. very yes. quiet tonight, so get, get some sleep and... Come back next week and be more talkative. Yeah. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if I may say, Tim, um, don't forget, coming up after the conclusion of this roundtable, right. the exclusive interview that Tim and I did with the ladies of Common Mystics, Jen and Jill, sisters who have uh, just recently written a book based on their podcast, uh, what is it, Ghosts on the Road. Right. You know? All right. All right. Good story. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, guys. Love you all. Have a good night. Love you. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Coming in on a night train with an arm full of boxcars on the wings of a magpipe across a hooligan night. Busted up a chaperone way out by the Kogamon. Cooked up a mess of mulligan and got into a fight. Whistling past the graveyard, stepping on a crack. I'm a mean mother hubbub, pop a one-eyed jack. You probably seen me sleeping out by the railroad tracks. Ask the prince of darkness about the smoke from the stack. Sometimes I kill a jackal and suck out all the blood. Steal myself a station wagon, driving it to the mine. A whistling past the graveyard, stepping on a crack. I'm a mean mother hubbub, pop a one-eyed jack. I know you've seen my headlights and the honking of my horn. I'm calling out my bloodhounds, chase the devil out the corn. Last night I cracked the Mississippi, and now it's dry as a bone. I was born in a taxi cab, I ain't never going home. Whistling past the graveyard, stepping on a crack. I'm a mean mother hover, a papa, one-eyed jack. My eyes have seen the glory of the draining of the ditch. I'm coming to Baton Rouge to find myself a witch. I'm gonna switch me a couple of them every time it rains. You gotta see a locomotive probably think it's a train. Whistling past the graveyard, stepping on a crack. I'm a mean mother hover, what I jack.
think it's sunshine It's just a twinkle in my eye I got a ring around my finger Called the 4th of July When I get lonesome A tear falls from my cheek There's gonna be an ocean In the middle of the week Whistling past the graveyard Stepping on a crack Mean mother of a papa One-eyed jack I come in on the night train With an arm full of boxcars On the wings of a magpie Across a hooligan night I'm gonna tear off a rainbow And wear it for a tie I never told the truth So how in the hell could I tell a lie Whistling past the graveyard Stepping on a crack I'm a mean mother of a papa Welcome, everybody. We're here with Jen and Jill from Uncommon Mystics. And Greg and I have uh, been wanting to talk to you guys for quite a while. You guys have a, a show that's been on uh, for, uh, it's, what is it now? It's two, a year? Over a year? It's three years, but the first two years we were doing it like it's seasonally from yeah. June to October. Right. So really, okay. yeah. So we only have like 78 episodes, but we put a lot of work in like the format of our podcast is so much work. It's astounding. So I, I feel like it's been forever. So <laughs> and the, Jill, the why name don't you is, introduce, oh, go ahead. Sorry. The, go ahead, the name is Common Mystics. What you you yes. said uncommon, but you know it, I mean, it's funny. I had a mental, I had to mentally hurdle that too. I keep I, you want you know, me to I keep thinking it? uncommon, uncommon, but yeah, it's common it's, it's so it's flattering that you think we're uncommon, but we're very common, and I can't wait. <laughs> I know, right? I can't wait to like have that discussion. Saying, that's like you guys saying, well, uh, we're talking to Greg and Tim from Good Council. Like I just <laughs> yeah, I right. completely <laughs> fucked that up. Um, I mean, we'll we'll answer to anything. We just wanted mm-hmm. to clear that up. So we're talking to Jen and Jill of Common Mystic. And that's why the the sea, the half moon. Okay, I'm with you now. Okay, all right. So we got you. All right. Um, and actually, I'm not that I'm planning to get a tattoo, but I do know that one of your listeners just uh, got a tattoo. No. Yes. 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 She Boom. desecrated Same. her body with our logo. I'm like, why would you do that? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm the, not doing that. The, the funny thing mis- was, you guys, let's all do this. And Jill and I are like, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, and like, we, I have a friend anywhere. who's a tattoo artist and lives near uh, some other podcasters that we know, and they've, several, two of them said, oh, no, we'll get a tattoo of Bad Counsel's logo, and I was like, better you than me, brother, but, <laughs> like, they've never followed through on it, you know? It was bum. Yeah, I'm talking to you, That's DeAndre and, and Travis. <laughs> That's right. Well, Travis, really, he was the one yeah. that said he was absolutely going to do it, and then he's ghosted us, so. He's a punk. Um, yeah. <laughs> But it's pretty evident if you look at the logo, which is a great logo. It's Common Mystics. So, first of all, I, I messed up how long you've been doing the show. I messed up the name. <laughs> not, honestly, so, stop it right now. You did not mess anything up. This is our we're vibe. Good. We're always slightly off. <laughs> so this is <laughs> perfect, perfect actually. Tim, I have a feeling they knew you would mess this up. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. So well. If they've listened to our show once, they would know I messed it up. No, so, no, they're psychics. So you let's guys, um. Go ahead. You guys are so funny. I like <laughs> wanted to talk so much about first of all ocean gate 
I have some real thoughts about that. <laughs> you guys are hysterical. And I was listening and I was I wanted to like respond. I was like, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you absolutely we'll make sure you get the floor. But our listeners may not be familiar with your voices. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe Jill, you could introduce yourself. Jen, you can introduce yourself. And then I know Greg's got some questions uh, he'd like to ask. Uh, but if you introduce yourself and then kind of what you guys are doing, where the podcast is going, the book, maybe introduce our listeners to the book, and then we can get into some of the questions that we have. How's that sound? That's perfect. Yeah. So that's I'm Jill. I'm um, I'm a psychic sister. I'm the youngest of the two. <laughs> and um, Jen and I, for fun, growing up, we would like hang out in cemeteries and like... Hmm. Our mom, we would be like, oh, you're depressed? Let's go to a cemetery. And we would just like have our vibes. And we would like use our, we call it spidey senses or our intuition to kind of feel out the energy of different places. And you can get a lot of feels on in a cemetery. So we used to do that for fun. Um, and that turned into our podcast. Jen? Yeah, I'm Jennifer, and uh, I am older than Jill. And, um, you know, we we grew up around all of this stuff. Um, our mom was a single mother, and uh, she relied on her mother and her sisters to help raise us, and she was doing it on her own. And there were four of us. Jill was the youngest of the four. I was the oldest of the four. Mm. And it was a situation where our grandma talked to dead people, and would have we prophetic that, dreams. I want you. To, I want you guys to know that when we say Grandma talked to dead people, it wasn't like astonishing. It was like, oh, she's she's like she would just yeah, get she, up and be like, I need to pray for go. somebody. Someone's yeah, here. So, it someone wasn't just came a huge in. thing. No, no, it was just life. And and we would travel around Chicagoland going to like every crying Madonna. You know how sometimes like a church would have the crying. We were always there at all the crying Madonnas in Chicagoland. We were there with the family. Um, Our aunt read tarot and our mom did astrology. So it was always around us. And the psychics um, became friends of the family. So we always had psychics at the house. So it was just like life. It was not unusual. Although we had the good sense to know not to talk about it outside the home right mm-hmm. so it's kind of like we we do it at home but we don't we don't talk about it and in fact grandma would always say don't say anything they'll think you're crazy you know from a very young age so we just kept it you know in house but it was it was all around us till so. now you're around the world talking about it that's great <laughs> I yeah, know. So, yeah. yeah we're leaning into our crazy yeah yeah <laughs> what's interesting to me guys is i know that um you mentioned it on your on the back of your book which i know you're going to talk about but you were raised like me and I think Tim, too, as Catholics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, Katie and I were talking about us as we as I was preparing for the interview. And she was like, it, it's interesting. You know, they talk about um, they're, they're from generations of sensitives and psychics and things. But they're also, you know, uh, Polish Catholic upbringing. And, and, and I was Katie wasn't raised Catholic. And I was like, well, you know what? Catholicism is like steeped in mysticism, and they have a high comfort level with uh, contra- uh, contrary things. You know, uh, that's right. And, and so, talk a little bit about like your your you, you don't need to mention outside the house, mm-hmm. but um, it, it it aligned well with your Catholicism. I I, I assume. Well, first, I want to say. I- I am of the opinion that Catholicism is witchcraft, right? It's it, it's meditation. It there's incense. We have you know candles, um, yeah. like the whole nine Sacrifice. yards, holy water, the Holy Sacrifice. Ghost. Yes, yeah. yes. So I, to me, growing up, it was very much in line, and I mm. feel like Catholicism had given me, although I don't subscribe to all the belief systems that Catholics 
align themselves with today. Mm-hmm. I am of the of the belief that having that strict Catholic upbringing gave me the opportunity to learn how to meditate, to learn how to do mm-hmm. magic. And mm-hmm. so I, I find it a strength and I have a, a strong foundation, I would say. And that grandma, our mom's mom, who I who I mentioned, talked to dead people. She was the strictest Catholic you mm. would ever know. <laughs> she went to church church twice a day. She prayed the rosary every morning and every evening. And on her yet, knees, you guys. Mm. This woman, and she had shrines. She had yeah, shrines in it, her house to the Blessed Mother, to Jesus, to St. Michael, all over her house. Mm. She was constantly lighting candles. But the woman would stop what she's doing, whether she was cooking or sewing in her kitchen, if a spirit walked in and would just say, someone's here asking for prayers, I need to go, and would just go mm. into her bedroom and pray for this soul who walked in. You wouldn't see anything, but mm. she would get up and, and go, you know, do well, that. The Bible's so. f- full of like you know, uh, supernatural events, you know, right. rising right. from the dead or Lazarus or you know, fitting all Daniel. those animals into that boat. I don't know how they got yeah. them all in the ark. You know? yeah. Right. So we're always astounded, I think, when we meet people who are super religious and they see it as a conflict that we really mm. believe that we are psychic and we can talk with spirits. People who say they don't because they're super religious to us, it's like, wow, I don't get it. Because to yeah, us, you, there's no conflict there. They they do, they go together. When you pray, you do talk to God, don't you? I mean, like there's, I don't know, yeah, it, it, it always surprises us. You spirits ascend to heaven. All right. we're saying is that we can... Uh, we, still we can a, tap and a knock on bit, wood you know? for that one. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If this was a you know, full-blown bad counsel segment, of course, I'd be making jokes about priests and, mm. and uh, altar boys. But, you know, it, it, yeah. I digress. You know what? We all have done it. We've all yeah. made jokes about the priests. Yes, of yeah, course. Right. They yeah. invite target. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's always new content. There's always yeah. a new priest no. joke. It's like, <laughs> yeah. we can stop now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jennifer, she's giving me a disapproving look. <laughs> I'm the baby of the at- family too, Jill. So I, I'm, I'm oh, the, the one who would just say random things and that would have enraged my father if any of my other siblings said it. But he somehow, somehow found it endearing when I said it. Exactly. I'm so Yes, yes, and yes. And it pisses all my sisters off. They get so angry that like I would get away with something because I was cute. Everything. And be like, get away with everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm the oldest, so uh, me yeah. too, Tim. It's, we got to keep yeah. the other two in line. Exactly. Which is <laughs> that's part why of you our guys job. Are both the producers yeah. of your yeah, show. Exactly. <laughs> you can tell on Jennifer's face when she's thinking this is coming out. I'm <laughs> editing this out. <laughs> Just won't well, look at her. She'll give me this is being edited face. <laughs> yeah. I, and I completely missed it, so I didn't even see that. And you were talking about it, so. Yeah. This uh, is your show. You get to choose what to keep in. No. <laughs> Although Jennifer really... may have suggestions. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I totally get that. I used to edit our show so tight. I used to spend hours, literally four, five, six hours. Now, I mean, I, I might beep something out if we say someone's last name. Like, that's pretty mm-hmm. much the extent mm-hmm. of my editing. So, uh, so we're lucky. Um, but, you know, you guys are doing something that, you know, um, because we've been at this, Greg and I have been at this for quite a while. Um, and but you 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 have a book, um, yeah. you know that's so. Whose idea was that? How did that come to fruition? And not so Jennifer and I, when we're sipping wine on my couch, we kind of daydream like what we want, and we end up manifesting. And again, we are the laziest psychics in the world, so we're drinking <laughs> yeah. and we're like, this would be cool. <laughs> 
if true. somebody would invest in us and see that this is this has this is so unique. We think we're mm-hmm. unique, but we want someone else to like look at us and be like, "Wow, this is something that can be marketed." Well, and, and the so, other thing is, we we don't have any money to promote ourselves. <laughs> you know what <laughs> right. I mean? So we're yeah. like, "This would be people." T- oh, this would be a great book. This would be a great TV series. We're like, "Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, we have someone no else needs to invest." Yeah, and we're, it can't just, be something new. So we w- right. what we were thinking because we both have full time jobs. Jen is in education. I'm a recycling broker, hmm. and. Um, um, so we wanted we wanted someone to invest in us, and we wanted this to be a book, but we couldn't take on something new. Right. We don't have a lot of time. We have no money, and we wanted our good friend Jenny B to be a part of it because she's also in education, and it's just I we, I want to transition transition my gens outside of the, the <laughs> education world. <laughs> So we were sitting around accidentally manifesting this, and um, we didn't know it until we got an email from this woman who was from Martin Sisters Publishing, and she introduced herself, and she said, I'm not a a vanity publisher. I'd really like to talk to you guys about a book. And so we read the email, and, you know, we get a lot of of pitches in email for, like, you know, they're trying to sell us something, right? Everybody's trying to sell you something. All the time. So I said, all right, Jill, we, we had a conversation and we said, let's talk to this woman. She seems super nice. Let's talk to her. But this is how it's going to go. We're going to say, thank you so much for your interest. We have so much on our place right now. We can't possibly write a book, but but thank you. And when we're ready, we'll give you a call. Mm. So we get on Zoom and uh, Melissa from Martin Sister Publishing says that she wants to do a book of our current episodes based on the transcripts of our episodes. So Jill and I are looking at each other like, well, that's different because that's content we already have. And then we're like, but we don't have any money to invest. And she's like, no, 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 I would invest in you. And then, you know, you would just get, you know, what are they called? Royalties? I don't know. I haven't Mm -hmm. seen any yet, but (laughs) (laughs) you'd get, you know, royal. and there's a, you know, a contract and we're like, what? And then she says, oh, and if you know an editor who could edit your book, it's often better because I work with different Mm -hmm. editors. But if you know someone who knows you and knows your voices, that can be a lot more effective. So we're like, hold on one second pause and we're like we're doing this right yeah we're doing this so, so that's, it was everything that we we dreamed you know what would, would drunkenly happen. manifested on the couch that's awesome. so what, everything the moral the moral is be careful what you say because you might actually be manifesting something in your life and i am 100 serious when i say that um yeah which is because so that sweet because she's wow. the biggest skeptic i know like if you, like <laughs> right. Jennifer's always surprised. I'm always surprised. Always. She's like that happened. I'm like, yeah, we should have a podcast. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's available on Amazon, right? Um, the yes. book is available on Amazon. It's Common Mystics Present: Ghost on the Road, Volume One: Murders and Mysterious Deaths. Wow. So, so, let, yeah. so yeah. listeners, you so, can re- if you can reach out to us if you have a question about where to get it. Katie just purchased it on Kindle. Oh. And I just purchased a, a physical copy. I'm more of a, you know, visceral, want to hold a, hand, a book in a hand uh, type of guy. So you're the yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I really love? And I was saying to Katie, I was like, you know, I love their voices. You guys should, I, this would take a, a, look at me making a suggestion that's going to take t- <laughs> tons of time. I'd love it on Audible. I'd love an yeah. audio book of it. But but I guess that's what your podcast no is. No one's so. ever said they loved our voices, so thank that's you for so that. <laughs> well, no, we're, I'm a Midwest. I feel like Aww. we should mark this down. <laughs> it, we, we have heard that from people who are from the Midwest that it sounds like home when they listen to yeah. us because of our accents. So. 
Sounds oh, like Alanis Morissette to me. And I know she's uh-huh. Canadian. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little further north. Yeah. But like but the Alanis. way you I'll guys communicate, like you have a you have such a great rhythm. Like oh, there's no you. like you can tell you've been talking together for your whole life, right? So mm-hmm. that also feels like home, right? That that you're kind of letting us in on the conversation. That there's not these awkward interruptions. There are interruptions, but you guys go with it, um, mm-hmm. and it sounds really good. Oh, that's so. Cute. You know, you guys have a saying, and, and I'd love for you to talk a little more about it. When in doubt, find the cemetery. So, because I'm really interested. I love your setup. Basically, you say, all right, we're going to go where the feeling takes us, right? So, you hop mm-hmm. in the car and you go, right? So, to me, it's it's like the classic American road trip. Like, it's a beautiful, beautiful setup. And um, But I'm wondering if you have you know duds like you you go out with high expectations and nothing happens right because you you're kind of on a you guys aren't specifically saying oh we know the energy is really big here you're saying we're going to go out and we're going to let the energy pull us so So, our intention is to find a verifiable story previously unknown to us that gives voice to the voiceless so we literally get inside the car and we're like okay like mom, grandma, grandpa, genie, everyone on board. We need to find this story. And um, yeah, literally, literally energy is around us all the time, right? The same way like radios, stations are going on. You're just not tuned into it. So what we're doing specifically is just saying we want to tune into that energy and lead us to a story that is giving us the opportunity to tell someone's story that may have been misunderstood, not heard. And we want to allow the spirits to lead us there so that we can highlight that spirit's stories to give them a little bit of peace. And I'll tell you, if we didn't give voice to the voiceless, Jen and I would be fighting all the time about who's the bigger psychic. Like, so to have <laughs> someone else that sisterly to focus competition. On, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that it, begs it, the question, who is the, the bigger psychic? Well, the I, bigger psychic. I can't do anything right. Jennifer is a perfectionist. <laughs> so, like, I think Jennifer is, like, the best of everything. She's everyone's favorite. Like, she's <laughs> she is, to me, all holy. So, all right, I'm going to answer that question now. A little mouthy, but I'll hold it. (laughs) (laughs) Jill is seven years younger than I am. And I remember that when Jill was really little, she was already different. Jill talked to the spirits from a little child. She had three different imaginary friends and just had this... (laughs) <laughs> just she was always always that way you know she was just always like playing with herself you know what I mean talking to mm-hmm. her imaginary Watch friends it. always <laughs> <laughs> they know what I mean um, and uh, and I really didn't buy in until much later in life like well, I, I thought mom my mom was a single mom Jennifer had to raise us oh, right? Yeah, right so it's not right. like she had the opportunity like I was the youngest I could like bang my head in a wall and no one cared because everyone was just trying to survive and Jen was making casseroles for the family and bathing my sisters and getting them ready for school for the entirety of my life if I did something like something stupid or something wrong, no one would look at me and address me. They would look at Jennifer and be like, what the fuck just happened? Literally, literally. The funny thing is, um, like when we cross the street together, I I always look at Jill and I'm like, wait, you know, look, to this day, yeah, we're both (laughs) to this day, to this day, 2019. I kid you not, Jill and I. This is before we started the podcast. Jill and I. I was like, I am old. (laughs) 
I do not need your ass to like we put were. her arm on me in the car to be like, ooh. <laughs> we were doing a wine weekend in Mackinac on Mackinac Island, right? Oh, we stayed Mackinac, at the Grand yeah. Hotel. Jill and I go to find the cemetery, and I'll get back to your question in a second about um, when in doubt, find the cemetery. Jill and I are walking around in the dark. You, that's not a tourist area. They, it's not well lit. So we're walking around these country roads, and uh, Jill falls and sprains her ankle really badly. Bad. And so then we're limping back to the hotel. It's this big thing. We get home. Her husband asks her, where was Jennifer? Where the hell was Jennifer? <laughs> when Jill's spring, oh, it's man. still happening, you guys. I'm still responsible for my sister. But, um, you know, so so like Jill was describing, we we decide where we're going to start our road trip, right? Where And where we're going to end. So sometimes we might fly in somewhere. A lot of times we just start in the Midwest because that's where we live. And uh, but we never know where we're going to end up. But um, mm. when we are kind of struggling a little bit, because sometimes we're pulled to nowhere because a lot of the things that we're picking up on, they don't exist anymore. The house mm. is gone. You know, the land has been plowed over. So there's literally nothing there. So when in doubt, go to the cemetery because spirits can only talk to you through clues. And there are a lot of clues in a cemetery. A lot of charades cool. happening. That's how, like, I literally feel like spirit talks to us like it's a game of charades. I I love cemeteries. I mean, I've, um, not not from the, you know, um, I've never felt frightened of cemeteries. I've never spent a night or anything like that, but I've never felt frightened. (laughs) I just think they're, historically, they're really cool. You know, Mm -hmm. as you guys were talking about that, I was thinking, I used to live, I lived in Knoxville, Tennessee for a while. And uh, right in the city, right a block behind the Tennessee theater is, uh, like, the first I don't know if it's Baptist church that was founded in Knoxville. And it has a cemetery with, I mean, like wrought iron fencing around it and like grave markers from like the 1700s. And it's Mm. really a a cool place. And Katie and I went to our honeymoon in in, uh, Charleston. Oh, And and we did, we actually did a a ghost tour, like, uh, and we had like meters and recorders and things like that. And it was super cool. Yeah, yeah, it was was cool. Awesome. So the cemetery grounds you, right? Um, And it's, but it sounds like cemeteries. You said you you would take your mom, whose name was Stella, right? Yeah. Well, that's what she liked to be called, Stella. Uh, Yeah. She actually has. Yeah, that's not her actual name. Wow, um, Tim. Yeah. So I think that's where Tim's the the host and producer. Well, if we're going to interview, right? I, yeah. Although I did get your name wrong and the length of yeah. your... Uh, you how long just you made up this, so. for everything. Yeah. Right. You're redeeming you, yourself now. But you yeah. did say, I want to say, maybe this was me feeling a little bit, but you said you are unique. So when you were saying you know, you want someone to do something, you're unique. And I was like, hey, that's not common, right? You're uncommon, right? <laughs> so just uh, so in my own defense, maybe I was picking up on that unique. Nice try, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was worth it. I had to come back, right? I was like, Jesus, this is the worst uh, the interview ever. The fact that you got our, mother, our mother's name right... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, it, awesome. And, uh, you know, she, she sounds fascinating, actually. Um, and She was so cuddly. I had the cuddliest <laughs> mother. She's so... I mean, Not to I just, Jen. Yeah. No, she cuddled Jen. Oh, okay. All right. Jen doesn't, Jen, Jennifer doesn't well, like to be touched, though, so that's awkward. <laughs> that's exactly true. what I was thinking. Like, I'm, my, my, I'm, my brothers, I'm the youngest of six, and they would describe my parents as tough and taskmasters. But, you know, as the baby, I was like, you know... Oh, they exactly. were great. They were so. My mom uh-huh. was so sweet, and they're like, "Yeah, uh-huh. right." But, my um, poor delusional mother. I would say things to her like, 
she just like she I got pulled over with my mom in the car and when the cop pulled me over she's like that's my baby like she was delusionally (laughs) proud proud. of me for no reason (laughs) like literally I was like not the time mom I just got pulled over (laughs) she's like that's my child I was like oh Jesus Christ (laughs) did it work did she get you off um, we didn't we didn't get in trouble, but yeah, it was like, see? I had, I had a, like a conversation with her. I was like, Ixnay on the baby bay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, but you know, she does sound fascinating. Why don't you maybe talk a little about her and the influence that she's had on the two of you in kind of the mystical sense? Uh, because you talked about your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, if I'm not mistaken, you was it your grandmother that had the vision uh, that something was going to happen and impact several people in the family, but not. That's when you guys were talking about your first kind of, hey, wait a minute, maybe there's something deeper here. Mm. Uh, so, um, mom was doing a chart because mom would do astrological charts, and yes. she, when I say that, like she would, she would do it the old school way. She had volumes of books and positions of the planet. These books are like a record of where planets were in the sky like throughout different times. So mom would do charts for everybody in the family. And as she was doing people's charts and their progressions, um, she realized that there was an anomaly where several people in the family were going to be impacted. Take it from there, John. Mm -hmm. And also around the same time, our grandmother was having this dream. And the dream that grandma was having was that it was like she was looking at her block and and they lived on the south side of Chicago. So it's a you know city block, the tall houses. And in her dream, her home was glowing. Like she could mm. see the whole block and her house was bright and glowing. And she kept having that dream. And so she was going to our mother saying, Stella, what does it mean? And so mom was doing her chart and she, you know, when you do astrology, you can, you know, pinpoint a date. And so she'd pinpoint the date and move everything forward. And she'd be like, I have the date. It's going to be February of this year. And grandma's like, okay, so what does it mean? And mom is like, well, fucked if I know. She literally was like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it means, but it's going to be big. Well, mm. February of, was it 1985? Um, my grandmother's two flat caught on fire and mm. burned to the ground. Burned to the ground. And um, she wow. and grandpa and my Aunt Jeannie, who all lived in that four flat, all moved into our house. So mm. that's why um, my mom's chart was affected. Grandma's chart was affected. Grandpa's, our Aunt Jeannie's was all affected. Um, but her sister, Irene, who had nothing to do with it, who didn't live in the house and nobody mm. moved in with her, her chart was clear. Like that incident wasn't in her chart. So, so anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was epic. So changed everything. And then we had grandma living with us for a while, which was cool. Not for them. Yeah, unless. Yeah, she was cool for you, but she would beat me. Like she would would set me up to get beat. (laughs) Literally, she would like hide. She would be like, don't do something. I'll be like, don't do something. I go do it. And then she would like pop up and be like, gotcha, bitch. And then I'd I'd be like, ah. Oh, that's funny. I, yeah, I don't think you guys talked about that part on that. <laughs> no, no, this is a, this is specifically for bad counsel. But um, <laughs> but the the interesting thing was, Grandma, like I said, was super religious, and my mom went the other way. 
So my mom yeah, was the doubting Thomas of the family. Mm. That's what my she grandma was the rebel. It. Mom, like mom sent us to Catholic school, but she herself wouldn't go to church except mm. for like mm. Easter and Christmas. Right. With all the other heathens. But no, she really was a self-proclaimed <laughs> heathen. And whereas grandma was like, you shouldn't do this. Mom was like, I'm doing it all. You know, I'm yeah. doing the tarot. I'm doing the Ouija. I'm doing the crystals. I'm doing it all. And you know what I mean? So we had grandma's influence, which was very strict. And then our mom just really it exposed us to everything, you know, um, and kind of taught us, you know, I love I love the, the story we told about mom on our mom episode, Jill, where um, was it our cousin found in the freezer? Um, something with yeah. your name on it. I was a bad teenager, you guys. And she was really just bad. a magic aside, I was a really bad teenager. Um, and so, fun. <laughs> yeah, but fun. Yeah. Um, I came home one day when I was in my delinquent stage, and my aunt said, "I know you're going." Like my aunt Janet, she was living in our basement apartment, and I come home in the back door, and she's like, "I know you're going through a hard time right now, but my friend did a prayer for you," and I was like, uh, "Okay, that's friggin' weird." And by the way, her friend, not right, like not right in the head, like she was doing <laughs> things like, and I put air quotes at like magic things, like manifesting dark. and doing dark things. Dark so like things. the fact that she was like, my friend did this for you. I was like, oh, fuck my oh, life great. right now. <laughs> I was like, first of all, I was I like, know. can I use this as an excuse or why I'm bad right now? I was like, yeah. Janet's friend. But <laughs> So I, I, can I just tell the side note here? That's super yeah, freaky. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this friend whose name I'm not going to mention, we were yeah. talking about her in the house. She called on the phone Ooh. and told us not to talk about her. No kidding. No mm-hmm. kidding. So we Ooh. feared this woman. Anyway, so Jill's yeah. in. So that's the woman that did a prayer for me. So I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Thank you, Aunt Janet. And then so Janet goes to work because everyone was working five jobs. And I was like, knock, knock on the basement apartment door. I was like, hey, cousin, can you get me the prayer that your creepy mom's friend had mm. like created for me? And so it was um, St. Michael, who's who's huge for us. He's my emergency break. Mm-hmm. It was a little statue of St. Michael that was bound up and a prayer, in air quotes, was taped to the bottom. So I like this contraption, I bring upstairs to my mom. I was like, mom, Janet's friend did this for me. And my mom was like, okay, go upstairs to my bedroom, get the holy water. She's like, bring me a compact. And she knew exactly how to combat whatever prayer in air quotes was was created on my behalf. She unbound St. Michael, dipped him in holy water, and then put the prayer in a compact and put it in the freezer. When you say compact, you mean a little mirror that opens and closes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, A mirror, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, so mom just kind of instinctively knew how to undo and unhex, you know, this sort of Mm. spell. Yeah, she was Mm -hmm. like that. She could just do things. Um, Yeah. She She was very snuggly, but she was fierce. If anyone was like... If anyone was in, not even just her kids, if anyone was downtrodden, if anybody was the underdog, my mom would fiercely protect them, just Mm. random people. So, yeah, so that just to have mom go into that gear was very comforting. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, goddamn, she's taking that seriously. (laughs) 
when did your mom parents, or your grandma, yeah. you know, I, I think about like the friends I grew up with, you know, uh, I love them all at one point or another, but some of them were um, worse influences than others, let's say. One of them's on our podcast now. Yeah, he's, he was a bad influence, Bert. But, um, you know, did your mom or your grandma like, or did you guys have a sense of, hey, you know, you need to avoid that person or that person's not good for you. Did you get any of that growing up? That's so interesting that you would bring that up. Yes, my mom hated my friend Megan. Hmm. And she would say to me, when you and Megan are together, it's like, um, you know, the movie In Cold Blood, the premise, yeah, the Mm -hmm. premise is like not one of them would do it alone, but together they were just a bad, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a great book. Um, All the way. So, yeah, so she would be like, like, literally, my mom was the nicest person. But if Megan was in our house, she would be like, you out. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. And I would be like, Stella, you're embarrassing me. Yeah. She, that's how it was. Yeah, because you guys only you guys got into a lot of trouble together. Yeah, I we mean, were, I would okay. be so fair to mom. Right about yeah, yeah, mom was right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were like, yeah, yeah, it was funny. But I want to tell you guys, all the president's men fucking love that movie. Oh, so yeah. good. Yes. I just yes. had to bring it up because it was on their podcast. They were talking about it. I was like, uh, oh, uh, Tim and I are independently. We both got on a major, uh, you know, Nixon uh, White House uh, Watergate uh, interest. Yeah. yeah, we've been both kind of uh, devouring all the books and, and podcasts and movies and TV series about it. It's fascinating. The best part of that movie that stays with me is when Robert Redford, like um, Dustin Hoffman, takes the article and rewrites it. Oh, yeah. And then Robert Redford walks up and he's like, I don't mind what you did. It's how you did it. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, Robert. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I, I was just, it's so interesting. I was just thinking about that scene mm-hmm. just yesterday and how, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and Carl or uh, yeah, Carl Bernstein's character, Dustin Hoffman's like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to use it. And, and Woodward, you know, Robert Redford's like, no, we're going to keep it. It's better. What you did is mm-hmm. better. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah That's a great scene. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Greg says that to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you did it. I'm just kidding. We're, we're, we're the Woodward and Bernstein of our podcast. Yeah. Woodstein. <laughs> yes, we're Woodstein. You can figure out who's who. Yes. But uh, yeah, we're, we're Woodstein. Uh, interesting note, though, Jill, on that, if you're really into this, is if you watch The White House Plumbers, which is a show on HBO, mm-hmm. there's a scene in All the President's Men where Bob Woodward calls Howard Hunt on the phone. In The White House Plumbers, you see the other side of that conversation where Howard Hunt takes the phone call, and it's actually Robert Redford on the phone. They use his voice. They, yeah. yeah, he actually wow. he voice acted he was, it. Yeah. He voice acted it, yeah. Huh. So it's, uh, if, really it's cool. a neat connection. There's a couple yeah. of different connections between the movies. Um, you know, So I don't know if you're interested in that. But I'm now, 100% interested in that. Well, there watching. you go. Well, if you really want to get obsessive like Greg and I, we can we can take start messaging that. Tim and I. We'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll we don't want to we'll we don't want to sidetrack this thing. But. We've got hundreds of hours. Yes, yeah. um, uh, it's crazy. Really good. So, um, you know, one of the things that you know, you guys are anything but common, and we we uh, he's not giving know, up, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to claw my way back. I mean, this was so you bad. You didn't insult us at all, honestly. No, I insulted myself. But uh, the, uh, so I'm going to give him. I seem pretty jovial, I know. But when this is all over, I, I am going to give him the dressing down of his life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going to get a real strong talking to you. I'm going to be like Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> you fire my <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing it live. We're doing the, it live. O'Reilly. The, uh, yeah. So when you hear this episode on Wednesday, I'm sure Greg's going to have a few things to say. So it's fun. But. Um, <laughs> One of the things uh, that Jill you offered was to to do a reading and and bad counsel obviously 
we've gone through some transformations. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I think we've talked a lot about the history of the show and whatnot, but it was, it was Greg, Jack and myself and Jack uh, has passed away. Um, but, you know, you've offered to maybe, uh, you know, see if we could kind of connect with Jack. And so uh, Greg had sent you some information on Jack. I don't know, but I'd like to do this. Li- I want to say live, I guess it's live for us right now. Yeah. It won't be live you know, when we actually play this. Okay, but. so the way I give readings, I like to give evidentiary information, information that I don't know that means something to you. And just think of me as like the male person. So even though I may not have context to what it is that I'm saying, you guys do, like the way like your mailman drops a letter, he doesn't know what it is, but he's giving it to you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how I work. First of all, I want to say, <laughs> I want to say that Jack makes me feel like he he lived well. He feels like he has a full life to me. It feels like that he did everything he wanted to do and a little too much. He makes me feel like, yeah, that was a little, it was like the icing on top, but then it was like, he kept, like he was always going to an 11, if that makes sense to you. Oh yeah. Yeah, he does not feel to me at all. He's he he feels to me really grateful the way it happened. It wasn't a prolonged period of illness. He makes me feel like, oh, I'm sick and then I'm gone. Like he didn't want to suffer and he didn't want people to see him not at his best. Mm. He always wanted to make people feel welcoming at home. And the worst thing for him was that people would feel awkward around him. It feels like it feels like um it's so funny because he makes me feel like you guys are like family to him. Like when we were saying home, he keeps saying like, you guys are home. Like you guys are home to me. That's how he makes me feel. And I feel like the best, he's making me feel like you guys were making cancer jokes. Like, and he liked it. Like you guys were like making him laugh about it. And you guys, and like, that's how he's like, that's the best response. They didn't treat me like I was like a leopard. They were leaning into it and making fun of me. And that's exactly what he needed. And that's what he's like. He's, he's saying that he's like, that was the best response. Um, Also, who did someone take an animal from him? Who adopted his animals? Mm. Uh, Well, that's an interesting, I have a follow-up question on that, but yes, his, uh, his partner at the time, uh, took his took his animals. His dogs, he's yeah. he's grateful for that. He mm-hmm. makes me feel like he didn't have. He makes me feel like he didn't have to worry about anything. Like everyone mm-hmm. was like was there for him. Everyone was all hands on deck, and they didn't make him feel weird about it. Because it's hard to be vulnerable. And he's like, everyone was there and they were fucking with me and they were like teasing me. And it was like, and anyone who didn't know you guys would be like, well, that's in poor taste. But he loved it. You know what I mean? Like he was like, that's that's my brothers. These are these are my family. Yeah. Um. He makes me, do you know what is really funny? He makes me feel like he drank and smoked a little too much. Like, that's like, that's like, that's what he's making me feel. He's like, yeah. But it's funny because it, it really didn't have to do with his sickness. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like you live a whole life and you try to be like good. And he's like, well, I was sick anyway. So he's like, I'm glad I did it. It had nothing to do with like me getting sick. He's like, I'd do it again. Like that's a, He's like, I'd smoke twice as much <laughs> if he wouldn't if know. He could, he would. yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really funny. And he's OK. So, Greg, I was telling this earlier and I almost want Katie here because you two validate each other. Jack is telling me like he naturally is able to communicate things to you and Katie validates it. So Mm. I don't know like if you're like, oh, I was just singing that and Katie says it out loud. 
Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. But that's how he communicates through you guys. And it's easier for you because um, only because Katie will come and invalidate it because you both are so intuitive. And it's so it's like instant validation between the two of you. Yeah, so that, I, I see that. We, we you know, the dynamic that uh, we set up um, before Katie ever joined the podcast with was primarily Tim as the host and the straight man. And Jack and I taking, you know, Tim used to say that I would take uh, crazy situations and normalize them. And and Jack would take normal situations and and make them crazy. But, you know, by, you know, our final years of podcasting together, we did have a very intuitive, like, Jack would just start a sentence and I would I would have an intuition of where he was going with it so I could start to kind of prepare my my counterpoint and Katie you know Katie loved both of our viewpoints and and uh and and got where both of us were coming from um I there's a joke he's telling me either about overeating or eating a hamburger Mm. he's showing me a big ass hamburger so I don't know. And to me, like he's making he makes me feel like he's hurting himself, but he's going to eat it like he's like, he's like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing it like it hurts his belly. But he's like, oh, I'm doing it. Sounds Jack like to me. Yeah, it's very Jack like it's very Jack like that's wild. Um, yeah. Kate, Katie actually got onto the show in part because her laugh was so great. Jen, we were mm-hmm. talking about just voices and and uh, you know what it's and and so now she's like obviously integral to the show, so it's great. But I, I will tell you that um, both Jack and I used to talk at how how nice it was that Greg and Katie were together because we knew Greg before Katie, right? So uh, and I've known Greg for for. By the way, Jack's making jokes about that. <laughs> about, like, him, like, well, I don't know how she's doing it, but she's yeah. making it work. <laughs> like, that's not, like, we didn't see that coming. <laughs> we, we did it. That's true. That's true. But that's funny. I don't know that Greg would even know that we would uh, we would have talked about that. But uh, we were both very happy for Greg, right? Our friend Greg, mm-hmm. right? It's great when you when you when you know someone has found someone right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's um, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, you guys needed Katie on the show. Oh hell yeah, for yeah, sure. She, I mean, like, yeah, you know, she, a lot of my humor is very, you know, maybe I am a misogynist. I hope not, but you know, <laughs> I, I can certainly tap into that vein of humor. Let's say, you know, I, I know what uh, a misogynist would say, and yeah. why I know that, who knows? But uh, <laughs> but you know, with Gary. Katie on the show, she's like our canary in the coal mine. You know, mm-hmm. if Katie laughs, then. Hey, you know, if any any woman has a problem with it, we're like, well, hey, Katie laughs. <laughs> Her laughs love, are different, though. Jennifer, listening to the show, I love that Katie's the voice for, like, all the other wives. She'd be like, but does Tammy think that's funny? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, oh, she got you there. <laughs> Keeps us in check, Cute. for sure. There was too mm-hmm. much testosterone early on, yes. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then, you know, it's it's been great. But, that you know, Jill, thank you for doing that. Yeah, thank um, you, Jill. Yeah, that was... Tell uh, my reaction. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I'm, I don't mean to be insensitive, but that happens to me a lot. Like, I'm just reading and I'm I'm tapping into them. And so I'm sorry for your loss, honestly. Yeah. But he feels like he, like, fucks with you guys a lot. Yeah. It really does feel like... And Tim's specific... So Greg is experiencing more intuitively... Tim, you experience Jack more outwardly. So there'll be like things moved and you'll be like, God damn it, Jack. Like, it feels like that to me. Like if something doesn't work, I feel like you're cursing Jack. 
that's what he's showing. It's like it's so it's more outwardly where Greg is more intuitively and has getting the subtle impressions. But like he has to like knock some like he's like the cat. He's knocking shit off the dresser. He's being like hello, like to get your attention. He's like Patrick so, Swayze in Ghosts. Yes, yes. <laughs> right, right. We, uh, he, you know, and he I'm corrected you. I'm he corrected. and Tim is to me more. No, Tim is telling me he's the guy in the subway going. I'd oh, do yeah. anything for a drag. That's that's Jack. That's Jack. That's he's correcting you. It, it's not. <laughs> sensitive at all joe i mean honestly it's a gift yeah. what you just did it's a gift yeah. but anyone us, can do it you know? you're doing it yeah. you're doing it that's what so that's what makes us hmm. common you are doing it you have direct access to him hmm. and he and, th- and that's why i love katie so much because she validates it it's like it's something's in your head and then she'll walk in the room and be like da 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 and you'll be like god damn i was just <laughs> i was just thinking that and that's jack working through your senses in that way and you're just that's not cool. You're not putting it in I'm intuitive box, but mm. you very much are. The two of you are, and the two of you work together. I would love to see you and Katie in a cemetery together getting your like your vibes on Yeah, and yeah. validating. We, we, we visited. I, I lived in Knoxville. I took Katie back there. We went to a sh- uh to see Ben Folds at the Tennessee Theater. <laughs> and then so afterwards, <laughs> we were walking by my old place right next to the cemetery. And I was like, I, this is one of my favorite cemeteries. And it was just very historic. It was cool. Can I ask, were you guys talking about how sad it is to go to an old, like, to go to your, like, youth concert? Like, the people you loved in your yeah. youth, and it's, like, an old... Wasn't that oh, you guys? Yeah, it was us. Yeah, yeah, it, was it was the I mean, funniest our, fucking our conversation I've ever heard in my life, Jennifer. I was well, dying. Katie and They're I like, saw... Um, Ann Wilson from Heart, who we, oh, we yeah. love, I love Heart, and, and we mm-hmm. saw Ann Wilson here at a really nice theater in Florida. And yeah, we walked in and we were among the young, Katie and I in our fifties. We were among <laughs> the youngest people there. Uh, and then our our co host Bert, who's a childhood friend of mine, our new host Bert, went and saw Nancy Wilson. Sadly, those two had a major rift. And oh. he was like, he was taking photos. He was like, there are more walkers here than, than, <laughs> I, than I saw at my grandmother's nursing home. You know, you know, and, and it's and it rang so true because like there was so a lot funny. of older people, and I'm like, holy moly, like you know, these people love to rock and roll, but if you saw them in in Publix, you'd you know. Think, oh, it's a lot like grandma. Ozzy Osbourne, you oh. know what I mean? Like yeah, walking oh, yeah. around confused. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's a thing. Like we went and saw Earth, Wind, and Fire in Santana together, too, and it was like, is this a rock concert or is this like you know, <laughs> senior uh, you know, a nursing homes uh, was evacuated for a fire? We're all sitting on the is grass that the movie Cocoon. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> So it's uh, it's that crazy. was so funny. I was dying. <laughs> we you. are actually the age of some of the actors that were in Cocoon. Oh, that was a that's stop a stop it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever look like oh, I, you know? I'm 51. I'll be 52 next month. And and you there's you can go on and say how old was Wilfred Brimley when he was in Cocoon? He was like 49, you know? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's I mean, actually the actual age of the cast of the movie Grease. They were so old. Oh, How yeah. did like, we Riz think they were in like high 35, school? 35. You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she looked every day of it, too. I love yeah, that. She, <laughs> she was my favorite character. She was our dad's favorite character. I didn't yeah. like her that much. Mm. She was Not just misunderstood. Favorite. She was mm. she was hard because she was misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did she had a Love whole Kinnicky. song about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> she did too. She that was my favorite song. song. That was my That's favorite song. That's so weird. I think it resonates with men because that was not my favorite, but it was Dad's, yeah. right, Jen? Well, she was like, "I'm a whore, I'm a whore, I'm a whore," pretty much the whole <laughs> yeah. time. So that yeah. didn't resonate. I mean, maybe men like that. Yeah. Kind of- 
Didi Khan. I also love Didi Khan. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Is that no, your answer? You can yeah. cut that. You can cut that if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a whore, but it means something to me. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, oh, Bad man. Counsel gets to, you know, be, now she's our patron saint. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm a whore, I'm a whore. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's going to uh, be my ringtone for you, Jennifer, what you call it? <laughs> I'm a whore, I'm a whore. <laughs> That'll get some eyebrows raised. Yeah, that's exactly it. As your, Do you uh, want to hear something office. really funny? Yes. I was, we were just talking about this yesterday. Although I drank so much over the last couple of days that like everything feels like one long dream. And she was there. She was there. <laughs> but um, at Jennifer's, I threw Jennifer like this 50th birthday party and I had like a party bus and everything. But we were at a bar and I, um, I just, I went to the ladies room and I walked out and this guy walks up to me and he's like, hey. Hey, does your friend, is she with anybody? And he's been talking to Jennifer's husband like all night. And I was uh-huh. like, yeah, you like that's her husband. You've been talking to, with him like this whole time. And he just pats Dennis on the back like that a boy. It was yeah, so nice. funny. <laughs> it was such a bro moment. It was the funniest yeah. thing. Bro-co Dennis cracked up too. so hard when I told him that. I mean, going dancing with your friends when you're 50, it feels a lot like that whole cocoon scenario going to see Nancy and, yes. and, uh, and yes. Ann Wilson. Same same sort of situation. I think we lasted until about 11. And then the, the young kids was, came in and uh, that it was yeah, late the for young me, kids man. Choked us out. We're like, too much, too much, they, too they don't much. have to push me out. Like, that's what we right. do at every concert. I'm like, uh, right, right as the, uh, you know, the the encore is about to happen. I'm like, okay, uh, we heard Barracuda. (laughs) Alone. Uh, We heard Crazy on You. Right. Uh, Is there any other songs that you really love that you've not heard yet? And and Katie's a good sport. She knows what I'm thinking. She's like, Mm -hmm. no, I think I'm good. I'm like, all right, let's go. You know, so we get the hell out of there. Getting out of this parking lot. I need to be in bed by 10. Right, exactly. (laughs) 10's late for me. I literally am in bed at like 8.30. My husband is, my husband's 14 years old than me and he's like why are you so old he's like what's gonna happen when the sun doesn't go down until nine and east coast time and you're in bed i'm like well we just pulled the drapes down that's what we do <laughs> we just right. put on the netflix <laughs> to be clear 10 o'clock is my when we go out for the evening bedtime you know oh, normally oh. katie and i are, are we created a whole theater in our bedroom you know and uh, i it's heard like, that yeah 8, 8 p.m is our bedtime yeah nice that's respectable yeah nice <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I have some questions for you. Yeah, um, sure. These are these couldn't be more random. But um, you, you guys talked about um, you you uh, pursue visiting places that have a verifiable incident. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I am I have had some situations in life that I strongly believe could have like. Um, you know, uh, me being a sensitive or a paranormal element to them. But in my mind, I also think, but there is also, uh, quote unquote, a rational explanation of it, you know. So how do you guys, what constitutes something that's been verified? Uh, Independent people experiencing the same thing or? Well, I want to say, first of all, that evidence is subjective, right? That's why there's nine juries, jurors yeah. on in court. So what's evidence to me of something is going to be different to what's evidence to you. So I just want to say that. Sure. Um, but what we mean by verifiable is that when Jen and I are in the field, we're writing down notes, information about what we're experiencing. I actually have the notes 
from our last road trip in front of me. Mm. So we write down specific feels, right? And then we take it back and we do a deep dive on the research, newspapers.com. We reach out of historical societies, librarians, um, ancestry, and the the notes, the breadcrumbs that we get in the field start to support a story. And then I present that story to Jennifer and she'll be like, not enough, need more. <laughs> like, you know, like she literally is. Um, exactly. She's my, she is like, if I'm going to present, <laughs> I'm a whore, I'm a whore. If I'm going to present something. <laughs> If I'm going to present something, she'll be like, no, we need more. This isn't our story. This doesn't feel right. We need Mm. more supporting evidence. So that's how it kind of works. Jen, what what would you add to that? Um, I think that... You know, we we get in the car and we road trip and we are all over small town America. And there is a lot that was never written down. And Mm. that's interesting. And I think we pick up on a lot of that. But we're specifically looking for stories that were written down somewhere, you know, that Mm. have some kind of evidence, because that's what's exciting for us, that that validation that we get from the stories that are in the old the old histories of the county or, you know, the old newspapers Mm -hmm. or even like the, you know, the birth certificates and the the marriage licenses, those kind of documents, when those validate what Jill and I wrote down or, or, you know, information that we got in the field, that's that's the, you know, that's gold right there. But aside Mm -hmm. from that, I think, too, the way we work is when we show up somewhere, we separate. And because mm. I want to feel what I'm getting and Jill's going to feel what she gets. And then we come back together. And that's another way that we we kind of validate each other. And, and that's, you know, I, I'm a fan of the genre, both in podcasts and TV and film. Uh, and one of my favorite TV shows uh, has a very similar tactic. It's The Dead Files, you know, Amy Allen and, and yeah, Steve DiChiavi. You yes. know, uh, I actually met the the creator and producer of that show in L.A. because my friends in the entertainment industry, and I love that show for that very reason. They separate. Uh, he does kind of a uh, you know ration based uh, investigation as a former police officer, and Amy Allen uh, just feels and, and gathers that, and then they compare notes, just like you did the reading about Jack. They compare notes with the people who are suffering or being afflicted by this situation. And it, it, it's, you know, um, I believe that they're absolutely 100% being honest because I've met that show's creator and they just have credibility to me. And so mm-hmm. that that's something that I think is big. It's not, you're not feeding into one another's, it's not like a groupthink situation where you're like, oh yeah, maybe I'm feeling that too. I, I just want to say, like, I feel like you need to know this, that the way we experience like the vibes, the energy is the same way we would experience a song, right? Mm. It that's how common it is. So if you when you're listening to Barracuda, how does that feel to you? Mm. What are you experiencing? And what what triggers memories in your mind? That's the same energy, that same type of energy. We're going to a place and we're like, okay, what are we feeling? How does this mm. feel to us? Have you ever mm. walked in a room after someone had an argument and you're like, 
what the fuck just happened? Like, that's what we feel, right? Every day of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, exactly right. Like, that's, so it's not mystical. And I think that, you know, the media and, like, the, the genre itself mm -hmm. makes this whole mystical thing about it and makes it not accessible to people. This is very accessible. You guys are experiencing it mm -hmm. every single day. It's just we're aware that we're experiencing it. That's mm -hmm. the difference. So, so growing up in that environment and having that awareness and mm -hmm. it being quote unquote normal in your, mm -hmm. your family and experience, do you, do you ever find yourselves frightened in situations? Yesterday, you guys, <clears throat> oh yeah, tell literally us yesterday. going to shit myself. Oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like we, like I texted my husband. I was like, make sure the bathrooms are available. Jennifer and I are going to shit <laughs> our brains out because this literally just happened to us. Not a joke. Oh, Jill. This is the perfect crossover because half of our jokes on Bad Counsel are shit related. So this, is, you know, this couldn't be better. You. Yeah. I have perfect. so much shit stories that I want to get into. <laughs> you don't even know. I was sitting there driving to the gym the other day and I was like, oh my God, I have the best shit story for these people. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer, tell them what happened yesterday. I am beside myself. Okay, so this is how this works. Tim and Greg. Um, Jill tells me to tell a story because she insists that I tell it better. And then I start and she cuts me off and corrects me all the way through. So, th so enjoy. Yep. enjoy. It's youngest child syndrome. I mean, yeah, yeah. we yeah. can't help our birth order. Thank you. So get her started, Jen. Get her started. We are um, our first, our very first story ever for the podcast we found in a town called Nashville, Michigan. Hmm. And uh, it also happens to be the very first chapter of our book, also Nashville, Michigan. So my uh, my best friend Jenny and I are visiting Jill over the weekend just two days ago. Was it yesterday? It, you left this morning. Oh, God. Yeah, it was yeah, yesterday. <laughs> Sorry. And um, and Fun so week. we decide, you know, we've got these books. The publisher sent us these books. And, you know, By why the way, there we... were mistakes in the book. So those are the collector's <laughs> items. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Right. Yeah, that's what we're calling it. So anyway, um, <laughs> we, uh, we, we stop at Nashville, Vich Michigan, and we go to the library, which just happens to be featured in our first story of our pod and the book. And so we we show up at the library and we're like, hey, we're podcasters. We wrote a book. Here it is. And you're in it. And they're like, oh, great. And, you know, it was it was actually really nice because I was expecting her to say, oh, no, thank you. You know, and we would like turn around with our tails between our legs and be like, well, you know, but um, she took it and, you know, she gave us a tour, which was really nice. And then as we were leaving, um, you know, they were asking us a little bit about our pod and, and uh, she and the other librarian there said, well, have you ever heard of Stryker Cemetery? It's about 20, 20 minutes away from here, and we, we hadn't. And she says, well, um, she says, well, it's known to be haunted by a demon. It's known to be, you know, very active. And we're like, we're listening. And she says, she literally um, said, <laughs> she literally said, nothing good's gonna come out of there. Don't go. That's yeah, so. Of she course, did. we're like, and, and putting it in our phone. I'm like, right, we are right, we're on, there. We're Thirteen like, minutes we're away. On, That's we're like telling two drunks, like, don't go to that bar. Right, exactly. you, they, they pour exactly. really heavy there, so you're gonna get <laughs> fucked up for not a lot of money. So don't challenge accepted. <laughs> exactly. So then she proceeds to tell us how her daughter 
who is not into this at all, had gone with a group of friends because that's what you do when you're a dumb teenager and you're looking for some excitement. You go to a a cemetery that's purportedly haunted or, you know, possessed by demonic spirits. And she said her her daughter is not into this. She doesn't believe in this stuff. Um, But she and her friends were walking around at night and and all of a sudden she felt something grab her arm and pull Mm. her down. And the other kids saw her go down, like saw Mm. her arm, like be yanked away from her and go down. And, you know, when they left and came home, she had a bruise on her arm shaped like, like a handprint, Mm, like a hand. Yes. Yes. So, um, so of course we left there and we drove directly for Stryker Cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and so I was thinking, all right, so we were, we were getting really, you know, keyed up as we're as we're getting there and everything looks creepy. And so I, I'm like, okay, you guys, we go to cemeteries all the time. Would we feel this way if if we didn't just hear this story? Right? Is it just like our minds playing with us or is this really creepy? Some we have to know. I had to know. So um so we we drive along these country roads and and we get there and sure it looks creepy, but We've been to a lot of creepy cemeteries and, you know, Jenny is with us and, and, and Jill and um, and we get out of the car and we're not we're not expecting anything at this point. So nobody's recording. I take usually, a couple pictures. Usually what happens when spirits communicate with us, it's like the way Jack was communicating when mm. some when a spirit is of the light and has crossed over and is at home and in that energy of love and spirit the, we get. They use our intuition. They use our senses to communicate when something is not crossed over. They're much more dramatic. So they're opening doors and shit. They don't know how to use the social graces that some people of the light do. Mm. So there's a difference between like like um, people that crossed over and not crossed mm-hmm. over and how they communicate with us. So right. we're expecting like like images to come into our heads. We're expected to, to feel things, to, you know, mm-hmm. hear, you know, an, in, in our heads, hear information come through. That's that's the way human spirits, peop, you know, spirits who are once human communicate if they've if they've crossed mm-hmm. over, if they're not ghosts and, you know, lingering and in this realm. So, so we get out and, and we're walking around and we feel pulled to this particular tree that looks particularly ominous for some reason. Mm. And, and we're creeped out. But of course, we just heard that story. So, of course, we're creeped out. Right. <laughs> and so we're walking together sort of towards this tree. And all of a sudden, at the same time, all three of us hear what sounds like a growl, a loud growl from this area but i swear to you it didn't sound like a person it sounded like it was coming from the ground like the Whoa. ground was an amp like an amp for this wow. sound and none of us had to be like did you hear that we just <laughs> all said fucking booked holy really? wow. we all yeah, got we, in the car and we're like fuck it fuck it you haunted you haunted we get it you're fucking haunted like we're like wow. nope <laughs> Yeah, it's legit. Yeah. And it, it I'm going to say it again. It did not seem to me or to any of us that it was a, like a human spirit. It really didn't. Wow. It was. So we went back. So we got in the car. We, <laughs> we, we did. Well, we, did we, have enough. we were crowning a little bit, but we we're like, we can, we can hold it. We can hold it a little bit more. <laughs> we're like putting it to the test. Clenching all our muscles. Oh, but we're okay, here. Don't fail me now. <laughs> so we get in the car and we're like, well, we got to fucking go back. Like, right. like, yeah. like we got to what we do. Right. right. Well, right. that's not, not really. what we do. 
But I, I was, sign up for that. We, we didn't. We did. We weren't recording, so we didn't catch anything. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, it was it was scary. But we so we had to go back. Yeah. So back. Um, so we turned around and went back, and um and we got out of the car and you know First it didn't all, growl Jennifer, this time. Go ahead. Jennifer, I don't know where she's got, the, like, she's grown some big, hairy-ass balls because this girl, <laughs> she was like, let, she was like, touch this tree. She was like, like, we're going to get a Ouija board. I'm like, we are not doing oh. that, Jennifer. She's like, we have to know what the demon wants. I'm like, no. No, we don't. We don't give, I have zero fucks to give about what this demon wants. Other than if he wants us to leave, we're gone. And she's like, but we need to know. I'm like, no, we don't. He wants those dead branches trimmed. <laughs> It was weird. The tree, it was weird. Was, uh, this tree is fully alive, beautiful tree, but it sounded like it was like creaking, Dead. like it was like wiltering. Mm. It, that's it's, how this tree, yes. it was just really strange. Anyway, so that happened yesterday and we drank yeah. a lot about it. We drank like, a lot the about past it. 12 hours, yeah. we drank a lot about this. Good therapy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, uh, so I guess my follow-up question would be with all of these, um, uh, encounters, the visits that you've made, does does do a lot of them stay with you? Uh, does it dissipate over time, or do you have particular ones that you know what kind of stay with you in some way? Um, well, when we left, yeah, before we went back, we we prayed. No, we really did. We got together and we prayed a bunch of prayers and we asked for um, protection while we were in there. That's probably that's one of the reasons I was being so bold because I know that mm. I was protected. And actually, I will say this: I was trying to get information, but I felt blocked and psychically blocked. And I think that that was my angels being like, "You asshole! No, nothing is coming <laughs> through to you right now. This is not good. You shouldn't be there." <laughs> and um, and then when we left, we had this this um, I don't not a meditation, but this visualization that we did to walk through the waterfall of light as we were leaving the threshold. Mm. And then if you think of yourself like we you know we all emit energy as we were driving away, and the energy was kind of like the tail of a comet. You know, as mm -hmm. we're I was mm -hmm. cutting it, I was cutting it energetically yeah. so that nothing was lingering onto our energy as we left. So so we do that that now. Um, there was one, one time, time something did follow us, and <laughs> we were one time, like, yeah, <sighs> yeah, that was one bad. time something did follow us back from Rome City, Indiana, wow. and uh, Jill and I went and uh, we found some evil in Rome City, Indiana. At, at we, it turns out we didn't know this at the time. Turns out that where we were at this abandoned building that had served as a library and a school and then a convent for nuns, there was this nun there who um was attacked by satan and it's and it's the the catholic mm. church wrote about it wrote about mm. what she said happened to her and then determined that it wasn't um it wasn't real like because she had been attacked and then and then Sweet the girl and then Sweet the girl we right. we believe that she had some experience not so sure if it's satan but whatevs right. and we're right, like right, right. um <laughs> but we, we didn't okay. know that we right. never know until we do the research. But that day we left Rome City. We came back to Jill's. We were trying to record a different episode completely unrelated to the adventure we had just been on. And um, it was funny because Jill and I um, were uh, arguing. agreeing with each other. We right. weren't like, fighting, but we, we were fighting. like, I was like, I agree with you. And it was like, <laughs> like that there was, was this the anger. Yeah. There was this anger. And so it we started. And it was like I was awash in anger for no reason. Yeah. For, and right. I oh, literally stopped okay. myself. And I was like, why really am I weird. mad at this bitch right now? Like, literally, I was like, <laughs> what is happening? 
And that right. kind of, when I recognize, I'm like, I'm a hundred percent agreeing with her, but I'm like yelling at her. Mm. Um, I stopped. And I'm like, this isn't us. There's we're, we're not like, we are not arguing. We're not in a yeah. fight. Right. And, and that's happened. when we realized that it it was something else that was kind mm-hmm. of making us feel this way towards each other. And and then we started talking to it and we we mm. banished it and we're like, this is not happening. And then we you know we got the sage out and the holy water and we're oh, like, yeah. the wine, we got you know wine I mean? out. Well, yeah. like, we did get wine. We finished recording then. And then um, the, the interesting thing was at the end, I got up and I walked out of the room. Jill got up to, and walked into the kitchen. And um, as I was walking out of the room, I suddenly felt like I was going to faint. And it felt I could feel like something almost karate chopping the backs of my legs, like trying to take mm. me out. And I, I swear, oh. I stopped and I was holding onto the wall for a minute. And it was almost like a head rush, but it wasn't in my head. It was all like physical. So I didn't leave. I stopped at the threshold at the door and then I turned around to see how Jill was. And when I walked into the kitchen, she was standing with her hands on the counter. And I said, Jill, I, I, I just felt like something was trying to take me down. And what did you say to me? I said, yeah. And it feels like my knees are going to give out. It felt like my legs were going to give out. So that's why I was holding on to the counter. So we were both experiencing that same, I I would call that a physical attack. I mean, it wasn't severe. I feel like we had banished it, but um, yeah, no, that that happened. So after that experience, we both were, are very, are much more careful at cutting and making sure that we're protected and washed and not bringing home anything with us. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's wild. It was wild. That, wild that's stuff. fantastic. I was like on the edge of my seat as you guys were talking about this. That's uh, <laughs> seriously like that is a that is a very cool story. And yes, it makes sense that you would now make sure that you take care of that. Yeah, yeah. As I'm you're slowly yeah. making yes. my way through uh, Father Amorth's book, "The Devil's Afraid of Me." You know, oh. he was like this. Uh, he was, uh, I guess, the Vatican's top uh, exorcist for a while. It's interesting. And he Did talks. Did you about read that. "Hostage to the Devil"? Because that book. Mm-hmm. That I can't. I like read the book and I burned the book. I was like, I do not need <laughs> mm. this book in my life. Wow. Hostage to the doubt. Okay. Father, look at him um, writing it down. He's just like yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is a scary account about an um, a, a Catholic exorcist, yeah. and he talks about the the different stories, uh, cases that he account. Yeah, that's, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that. I always found that interesting. Yeah. That's wild, because yeah. when I was looking at your book on Amazon, it was like, bundle these, and it had your book, and then Hostage of the Devil was right there with <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Yes. No. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know how that works. But, uh, well, this was, can you guys believe that we've been over an hour? Uh, what? This is great. This is crazy, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, no, this was, this was fantastic. You guys are uh, so interesting, and you know, uh, Bad Council Podcast Planet. Check out their their podcast. It's it's a lot of fun. I do feel like I instantly felt like I was just with you guys. So whoever said like hanging out with friends, I really felt like I was mm-hmm. in the back seat as you guys were just you know kind of letting uh, letting the journey unfold. And um, as someone who likes to control everything, it was like that even in itself is kind of a little uncomfortable for me, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that you guys are just will go out there as a high wire act and just wait for it to come to you as yeah. opposed to to not, but. Um, why don't you shout out your um, very uncommon podcast to the to our <laughs> audience uh, and uh, also the book and uh, and then you know we can uh, hopefully get you guys some more listeners. Oh my god, awesome. we love you guys! So our and, book and is book purchasers. 
Yes. Yeah. So our book is Common Mystics Present Ghosts on the Road, Volume 1, Murders and Mysterious Deaths. And Jill, tell the people where they can find us. Check out our website, commonmystics.net. You can find us on our socials at Common Mystics Pod. Um, what else am I missing? I don't know. Do you find us oh, wherever listen, you listen wherever, to pods? Where, yeah, wherever you're listening to your favorite pod, check us out, Common Mystics. And listeners, I've just if, ordered the book. Katie's ordered the book, so we're gonna you guys are so sweet. Uh, dive into it. I, I love this kind of stuff. My my other favorite podcast is the Unexplained. You know, uh, Richard mm. McLean Smith. You guys are giving us good content. Yeah, he, he's he's inter- he he looks at historic cases. Sometimes they're murders, but there's sometimes a supernatural element. And his voice, Tim has described his voice as like audio audio ambient. You know, like he's got <laughs> oh. such a soothing voice. It's a great Morgan podcast. Freeman. And he did a yes. book as well. You know, he did a book about the, the things. So good podcast there. Good. Uh, we love having you guys on. We'll, we'll definitely promote uh, the book online. We'll talk about it on the show for sure. Uh, you guys keep doing good work. I'm so entertained. And I feel <laughs> like I need to like take notes when I'm listening to be like, okay, and follow up and be like, this is really funny. I have to share this with you. <laughs> well, don't, don't hesitate to send us some questions uh, or, or what would you do, Greg, in this situation? But uh, and if you guys come to Florida, I mean, think about all the living weirdos down here. There must be some pretty, <laughs> you know, interesting spirits, I would imagine. You know, so come to Florida. You know, we'll, we we'll, have uh, we'll family in your area. Oh, That's cool. why we stay away from that area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, you don't have to. We'll keep it on the down low. I used to visit okay, Pittsburgh right. all the time when my parents were alive. And, oh, I forgot to mention to them that I was in town. You know, <laughs> no. what they didn't know didn't hurt them. So. Right. Exactly. Well, thank well, you thank guys you. so much. Thank this you for so everything. Fun. Truly. Oh, you guys are great. This is really fun. This more than and we could have expected. I'm not. T- I'm not lying. Please, if you and Katie want to do like a private reading, free, yeah. like we love because I really think that you guys are communicating, like not like with each other, but also with Jack. And I think that I feel like you're already doing it. And I just want to give you the tools to be like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely reach out because you yeah. know Katie and I've said. I think Katie first brought it up, like you know maybe we are sensitive. So you know what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. And and you know I, I'd like to explore that or, or learn about more about that you know i just want to say that tim and jack at the same time had a joke that they could have said but did not both of them it's like <laughs> tim and jack were like not gonna say it mm-hmm. <laughs> holding it in <laughs> so we invite jack to every show Aww. uh and we had a we had a bad show recently um oh. and i forgot to invite jack oh yeah jack I know. In my head, I heard not my fault. <laughs> That's Jack, like, not yes. my fault. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just uh, so we we even you know we, he's such a part of the show that even mm-hmm. his uh, you know just having him around, having him in the studio with us, the virtual studio. Uh, but that was yeah, that was uh, we, I forgot to invite him. I was so you know anyway. Well, I'll, I'll be uh, sure to invite uh, his ass from now on. Yeah, yeah, time. right. Uh, hey, Jack, I don't know if Tim remembered, but please. Come. <laughs> right. It's an open invite. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. That's right. He's coming anyway. He just, like he's like they never invited me anywhere in my life. Now all of a sudden they're giving me like formal invitations. <laughs> but as a, as a formal Catholic, a former Catholic, uh, ritual is very important to me. So right, so the, the act of inviting him is is yeah. something that uh, you know. But uh, Jennifer, Jill, you guys are fantastic. I love your show, uh, and you. you know we will talk soon. Yeah, we love right. you guys. Don't, don't hang thank up. Thank you. Guys. Don't hang up. Oh, okay. yes, thank you so much. Um, 